Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Concession Stand Podcast. I'm so glad that you are all here joining us this evening. For those who don't know what we do here, what we do is we talk about things we like and are passionate about, like movies, video games, shows, and all that good stuff. This week is a special one. We have our very first anime film on the podcast. Uh, on the podcast. And don't don't shake your head at me, Jared. You were a, so close. I know. You I know. So I close. was on a roll. I was on a roll. And a very special guest. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> and a very special guest who is an anime connoisseur, to say the least. Uh, I'll be attempting to be your host, which is going so great so far. Sean, and I have with me my two very good friends, Jared. <laughs> Jared. Jesus Christ. Jared and Micah. Combined your names. That'd be easy, though, if I just said Jarrah. Uh, Jared and Micah here with me. Jared and Micah, would you please tell these folks a little bit about yourselves? I am Jared, uh, also known as, I guess, Jarrah now, um, uh, which is actually <laughs> isn't that far off from my online name, which is Jer on air. You just kind of skip the O part. Uh, but I am a variety streamer on Twitch, uh, and I am also now a podcast person. Uh, I don't know if I, I guess, I guess we're all technically co-hosts, so I guess I could say I am a podcast host in a way, mm-hmm. but I like to save that title for Sean, because uh, one of these days he's going to nail that title without any issues. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I, I just play a bunch of games on stream here and there. Uh, but the other really important thing to know about me is that I am also a huge, huge anime fan. Nowhere near as big of a fan as Steph or as knowledgeable as Steph. Uh, but I do love me some anime. I actually woke up this morning and started my rewatch or continued my rewatch of Dragon Ball Z. Watched Spirit Away. Nice. And then picked up my rewatch of Dragon Ball Z uh, once again after that. So my Sunday has been nothing but anime. Uh, which has been very, very nice. And it's going to continue being nothing but anime as we get to talk about those films. Uh, so I'm I'm very, very excited. So there's a nice little intro into me if uh, you would like to take it away, Micah. Yeah, uh, I'm Micah. Uh, I am not a general streamer, variety streamer like uh, Jared or Sean or Steph, but uh, I am an enjoyer of film, so I'm. Uh, I guess you could say I'm just a podcaster in this scenario. I think Sean does have my socials somewhere, which are mostly filled with my photography and or s- jokes and puns I come up with. So nothing exciting on my end, other than uh, the excitement I have to talk about movies and about this movie. So nice. So yeah. Cool. And our guest this week is a dear friend of the stream, Steph of Anime. Steph, I said I was going to thank you a bunch of times. This is one of those times. Thank you so much for being here and talking about Spirit Away with us tonight. Do you want to tell people, for some reason, that's here and they don't know who you are, you want to tell them a little bit about yourself? Sure! Hello, everyone! My name is Steph, or Steph of Anime on all sorts of different platforms. I am a Nintendo variety streamer. I usually play a ton of Pokemon content, Final Fantasy XIV, especially if I'm up past my bedtime, usually because of a game like that. I'm playing through some games like Green Factory 5. By day, I work in the video game industry, and I help launch cool games. And then, yeah, at night, I'm streaming and doing cool things like that. And I am a huge anime fan. That's why I put anime in the username. You know, I'll give you a quick origin story. I thought to myself, if I put the word anime in my name that immediately I can make friends immediately someone else who watches anime will be like what anime and it works every single time that's how me and Jared became friends Jared knew I liked anime and then I knew Jared liked anime and boom friendship 
It's great. I'm so happy to be here and talk about Spirit Away, which is my favorite of the Ghibli films. So I'm, I'm excited to deep dive or just talk about what we like, dislike. I mean, I don't know what we're going to be talking about, but all I know is that I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> I am so happy that you were here, too. I guess uh, so I'll dive into your origin with this. Do you remember when you started watching anime and whatnot? Because I'm kind of curious of I'm not I would not consider myself an anime watcher per se. I've watched some, but I'm nowhere in the ballpark of you or Jared, I would, I think I started, my first one was probably Dragon Ball Z, which Jared is rewatching right now, but I watched that when I was like 11 or 12 maybe, and kind of a little bit with that, and then really haven't watched any since. So I guess I'm just curious, I, I, both of you can answer this too, and Micah, I, I'm, I'm making assumptions, but I don't know how you are with the anime, so you can also answer this question, but I guess I'm just... I, I would I would say you and I are the most similar okay. uh, in terms of having watched anime before i do have a couple eventually after this i have a couple questions for okay. stuff about which are the same questions you and i had when jared was missing and we were like man it sure would be nice if we thought of all these questions when two people who mm. know things about anime are with us right <laughs> yeah so I guess, yeah, Steph, if you remember, like, when you first started watching. Oh, I do. Yeah. So, okay, just like any good boss fight in a video game, there's two phases to the story, okay? So there is, when I was watching anime but didn't know it was anime, and then there's the moment when someone explained to me what anime was, and that kind of also kickstarted my love of then you know, researching and looking into, okay, what are more shows that are in this anime genre? So I've been a fan of anime my entire life as a very young kid. In fact, I just for a charity stream, I, you have a, you have a very little kid stuff being like, do you know about this show called Zatch Bell? So I watched a ton of things that were on early Toonami. So, you know, I've seen, mm -hmm. you know, Sailor Moon, Inuyasha, Zatch Bell, Prince of Tennis, Naruto started to come on for a long time uh, there, like in those early 2000s. And so, all of those shows I was watching, but at the time didn't know it was considered anime. I just thought, wow, these cartoons have a really cool and unique art style. And the, the opening theme is not in English, you know. And, you know, I also really liked other shows at the time, like Code Lyoko was an early 2000s cartoon. And that's French, right? So mm -hmm. young little Steph was like, oh, there's just shows that just don't like they're not from America and they're really cool. And so I didn't really know that that was anime. So and also Pokemon, right, technically counts as well. And like I've. I, I'm two years old holding, holding Pikachu plushes, so I was all very into that as well. And so I watched a lot of it because of early television, but didn't know it was anime. And so I just kind of enjoyed the show, was a big fan. And then when I was in summer camp, years and years later, uh, I think I was, I don't know, maybe like 11 or something like that, when I was at summer camp and I saw this girl drawing Kagome from Inuyasha. And I was like, oh, hey, I know that character. And she was like, oh, do you watch anime? And I was like, anime, what's that? I just know the show. And then she became my senpai in a way. And she showed me the world of, oh, anime comes from Japan. And here are all these types of shows. And then from that day forward, you know, I would start researching like that. And then the early YouTube days, like in early like 2009, mm -hmm. like you could watch full shows on YouTube. And mm -hmm. so, you know, younger stuff didn't realize about piracy and other things like that. So, you know, now I very legally support my anime industry. But at the time, there was a lot on the Internet that I just kind of dived into and discovered. And that's kind of where it all got kickstarted for me. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I, yeah. I, I didn't even consider Pokemon. I did watch Pokemon. So 
which mm-hmm. I feel like any gamer at this point in some capacities watch Pokemon. We could have a whole different podcast. I'd actually, I think we've derailed Dr. Mick's streams before about how do you classify anime, especially mm-hmm. in this yeah. day and age. I have a lot to say on that, but that'll be for another time. But that's, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, I, well that, that was actually going to be one of my questions, which is oh? one that Sean, that's one that Sean and I had when neither of you, well, obviously you weren't around, but Jared wasn't around either. <laughs> and, and so like we, I was literally like, what, what is the difference between anime and just like animation? And so like, what, where do you draw the line? And I think what we landed on independently, which was our guess was that it's, it's what, it's just what they call animation in Japan. But in America, we now have a, a conceptualization of anime is an animated, something that comes from outside of the U S and I think that's maybe what we landed on, but I can't please correct me if I'm wrong or, or enlighten me if there's a better way to interpret what it is exactly i I mean i think it's still something that is not a point of contention but i think if you ask different people different people will give you another answer because what i would say is that anime is for like for a long time was just considered you know cartoons from japan right you know short Mm -hmm. for japanese animation however i think especially in these last few years because of just how popular anime has become and how mainstream it's become like you're now having like Chinese shows and Korean shows that are taking huge inspiration from Japanese anime. And like, there's now these like archetypes and these cliches that have formed after decades of anime that I think it's starting to evolve a little bit. So yeah, it's interesting. I I think that it's evolving and it's kind of, I don't know, it's changing as it goes because you know, there are some shows now, like there are some Korean animated shows that they have the same essence of what I think of when I think of anime, like in terms of like the emotion it evokes, like the way the cinematography is right. Like some of those like physicalities to it. So yeah, at first I was like, if you were to ask me 10 years ago, I would have said, Oh, it's just cartoons from Japan. But now I'm starting to think there's like an art. It's like part of the art form, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it's still a point of contention. I think it yeah. depends on who you talk to. Like, if you're talking to somebody who's as nice as Steph, it's not going to be a point of contention. <laughs> but, like, I mean, uh, there is a lot of... I mean, I hate the word gatekeeping just because it gets thrown yeah. around so much. But, like, it does actually apply a lot to anime these days where there is a lot of gatekeeping. Yeah, um, there because, is. Like, I mean, I like as you were talking, actually, it was really interesting because I didn't even think about that. There probably was a point in which I learned what anime was, but I don't have I don't have that like anchor point in my brain. Like, I just know that I watched it as a kid, didn't know it was anime. And then at some point, I think maybe in early adulthood or maybe even no, actually, probably as early as middle school, probably is when I got the definition of anime. And my brain was just kind of like, oh, yeah, like Dragon Ball Z is anime. Cool. Got it. And I just like moved on. Um but like you get a lot of people who will have a very, very strong opinion on what anime is defined as. I tend to fall on the side of anime is animation that comes from Japan and then everything else outside of that takes inspiration from it. Uh-huh. Um, that's where I fall. I'm not like as strict on it, I think, as I used to be. I do agree with Stefan that that is evolving uh, quite a bit because anime is big business now and this was not always the case worldwide like i would say maybe even 10 years ago the way it is now um so it is something that i think we are going to have to kind of have a conversation about in 
see what we want to do with the definition of it. Um, I think yeah. Ruby is a really interesting case study because, you know, that's a completely American show, but they were very transparent that they wanted to create something that is like anime in Japan, like with that art style, with that feel, with that, like, you know, that action to it. And so when you have shows like that, where they are basing it off of the, the cliches and the things that they know from anime, it's like, is that an anime like artistically, yeah. you know, and artists will say the same thing too. like some artists will say, OK, it's an anime art style like this style of drawing a character is anime. Yeah, when you said that, I actually Googled Ruby and the, the Wikipedia article itself calls it an American anime influenced show. Um, well, Crunchyroll put it on, which is what I think created a huge explosion because Crunchyroll is where you watch anime and it's listed under the list of anime. So mm -hmm, interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I feel like yeah, when I think of anime, it is to me, it's probably more of uh, like Japanese animation and whatnot. But I think I do think of like the style of animation, too, because it is a very unique style. Yeah. Anime. And so um, I haven't seen Ruby, but I know of it. Um, so I'm guessing it's probably I mean, I can picture it based on just what you guys are talking about, that the, it's it's in that animation style of what I think of as anime. So interesting. Even then, that gets a little bit tricky because, you know, we technology has made it so that even the style itself can kind of morph in a way mm -hmm. and be different. And so I think that um, pot of style has expanded so much. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so. I mean, anime is not even fully like hand cell shaded anymore i mean yep. versus mm -hmm. like nowadays mm -hmm. you got cgi that's a whole thing mm -hmm. yeah. yep yep yeah. so it's a it's a it's either a fun conversation or a conversation <laughs> you want to get out of immediately it just depends on who you're talking it's with. true i'm very anti-gatekeeping though so anytime yeah. anybody tries to do anything i shut it down so fast i, I mean the only conversation that's worth worse within anime is if you get somebody who's really big into like sub versus dub that's the only thing i think that could be a worse conversation than this one i shut that down so fast i watch in both languages very happily <laughs> i mean yeah because i think having those conversations with people that are passionate about it you're thinking like you would want to bring people into it it's like man this is great i want to share those people but then you bring this attitude of that and you're like well like i don't like you kind of associate it with that attitude and like, I don't want to associate with that. Like if it's this negative vibes, like, you know, why do I want, like, why would I want to jump into this then? So yeah, the gatekeeping mm -hmm. part, mm -hmm. it's just like counterproductive. Like, why would you want to, you know, do that? And like the dub versus sub thing. I have a different opinion to that with uh, just foreign films. I think animation, you get a little bit more, more wiggle room with dub versus sub kind of thing. But that's, that's a that's 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 also another podcast. We have like three other podcasts lined up now, just from oh, yeah, uh, these other ideas now. <laughs> so, but that's fine. Um, the power of anime. The yeah, sparking <laughs> all sorts. Uh, all right, I will give a brief, uh, a very brief, because I wasn't going to go through. I usually will say the actors in this, but there's we've got dub versus sub, and I'm not going to. Well, and that's that's a topic we will talk about on this. Um, mm -hmm. But so, Spirit Away was directed by Hayao Miyazaki. So he was not he was not retired. This when did he retire? Sorry, I'm getting off the. It was 2012. Later, oh, I is, think. Was it later? Okay. I, just oh, I think the wind rises is 2015. Is going to be my guess. I'm going to look it up. Okay. I don't. I didn't even think about looking that up. 2014. Uh, 20, no, so 2013. Close. Yeah. Okay. Oh, 2013 in Japan. 2014 in North America. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So yeah. Anyway. Is I was just thinking about. It. I remember it being a big deal when he was like, oh, "I'm done," and then he's like, "I'm actually still doing stuff." So yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Spirited Away. So the very quick synopsis: 
Uh, during her family's move to the suburbs, a sullen 10-year-old, this is the IMDb synopsis, a sullen 10-year-old girl wanders into a world ruled by gods, witches, and spirits, and where humans are changed into beasts. Ooh, very quick. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is really quick. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> we, this is, that's the puck. See you guys later. Uh, no. And that's um, the summary. Goodbye. <laughs> we now understand Spirit Away. So this was my second time watching this movie. This was the first time I watched it was subbed. Um, and I had, it was the DVD. So I had like the Netflix subscription and all that stuff. And so that gives you the choice. Uh, but when I rewatched it, I thought I had a choice, but any, I was planning to watch, planning to watch, planning to watch the, uh, dubbed version just cause I was curious. And so, and I did enjoy the, uh, the dubbed version. I mean, like it's, it's animation. So I think it's not, I think my issue with dubbed, um, foreign live action films is just, it's so hard to match the energy of when you see the actor in the body language, it's so hard to match that, I think. And so it takes me out of it. And I think animation, you do have a little bit more space to kind of get that feel and that vibe in there for me. So, um, but I was curious on your guys watch, I guess you two watched on HBO max. You both watched it. Um, we, we, we could only watch it dubbed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would you guys have watched it subbed if you had the choice? I think yeah. I would have. Yeah. I, I, I also don't care how you watch anime, but for me, my preference is always to watch sub anime. I, I'm kind of with you. Um, I think it was, I probably happened when somebody just pointed out how like the lines don't always match with the movements of the mouth. And I just like one day I just paid attention to it after somebody said that I didn't pay attention to it before that. And then I just couldn't do it anymore. And so shattered like, the glass. It the shattered worst. the glass. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, I'm just happy to be like, you know, watching Dragon Ball Z. I'm just happy to watch these dudes shooting energy balls out of their hands. And now all of a sudden I'm looking at like Goku's mouth and I'm like, oh, great. Now it's all I can look at. I know. Um, but yeah, I was I was planning on watching it um, in sub, but dub mm -hmm. uh, the dub for this is is just fine, too. Mm hmm. Steph, do you have a preference of either? And how did you did you rewatch this for this, or is it just you just know this movie so well that you don't so even need to rewatch? I have not I have not rewatched it recently, but I have seen this movie probably ten plus times, so mm -hmm. I'm feeling pretty good to be able to recall everything. Well, okay. this is one of my favorites. I've watched it both subbed and dubbed. Uh, I'm happy. I love both. Um, I also find it really interesting. You know, it depends on the type of anime you watch, like in terms of like the lip flaps, for example, because some studios have like track records, like Funimation, for example, has a very good track record of like matching their flaps really well. But if you, you know, go back to the 90s and early 2000s when the technology wasn't there and also that was before they started hiring actors and voice actors and instead they would bring radio show hosts to dub these anime. And that's why it wouldn't sound so good because they're not they don't have like this you know, acting experience. So I always feel bad that dubs get such a bad rap in the anime community because everyone thinks of the early Sailor, like Moon dubs and like the early dubs that like weren't at their best. And, you know, nowadays, like you have actors doing it. And what's really fascinating to bring it back to Miyazaki films is that because, you know, Studio Ghibli is so huge, uh, a lot of times they have some pretty like A-list celebrities in these films. And so I don't know the casting for Spirited Away, but I know, for example, in Howl's Moving Castle, like Christian Bale is the lead. So it's just all these like really big names uh, in a lot of these films. And like, uh, you know, the Miyazaki films will have that similar like because Disney, I think, has a hand in the Studio Ghibli stuff. And mm -hmm. so Disney will hire actors who are not only talented, but also look like the lead characters. And so that's something I think is also the case 
uh, with these movies as well, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. We were we were talking about that exact thing before you came on because Sean uh, looked up. We we did this a couple weeks ago. I can't remember why we did this a couple weeks ago. Um, but we looked up the cast list for The Wind Rises, and it is mm-hmm. just absolutely stacked. Um, that movie. Uh, and so this one, I was, you know, the, obviously the, the earlier one. So there's like a couple names in it. Like Michael Chiklis is the dad. Um, uh, but like once you start to get the films going, the cast list for, uh, just go bananas yeah it's really fun to look at yeah i think and especially when you get into like the the time when you started getting movies like the secret world of arietti which i was just talking about earlier in my stream with chat and that one had like some like disney young stars so then a lot of like the kids who went to go see that were like oh mm. it's this person from like wizards of waverly place like all those like 2000s mm. like disney mm-hmm. shows i forget everyone's names i'm really bad if if they're not really well, like a well-known anime voice actor i'm like who's this <laughs> who's this famous person <laughs> christian bale's batman wait really i don't know <laughs> that's interesting i i want to say spirited away was one of the first ones that disney was involved in i think because i i mean you see john lasseter as uh like a producer and stuff so like disney is in the credits and whatnot with mm-hmm. this one um so it was i guess that this probably won the poll with the American voice actors and dubs and stuff started getting like, okay, let's start, you know, 96, 1996 was uh, when Disney started becoming the sole distributor for studio. Oh, okay. Yeah. So So five, five years prior to this movie, they started to become official. Topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brain went blank. I'm so sorry. I'm curious what, uh, so I'm, I'm deeming you the expert of this. So I'm curious what your, uh, your topics that you have in mind, especially because oh, you're so well, passionate with this. Oh my gosh, there's so many different routes we could take it. Well, so I have a way we can really derail and analyze and break down this film. So mm-hmm. what I think is before we go into some of these deep dives, because I wanted to bring niche things like, so I was predicting, right? So before mm-hmm. I come on a podcast, I'm like, instead of the normal thing, which is asking Sean, hey, Sean, what are we going to talk about? I was like, I'm going to predict what we're going to talk about. And then I want to come up with topics that I don't think that Sean's going to be bringing up on today's podcast. So what I assumed we could start off with is just what everyone's like initial thoughts were before, because okay. I've got I, the, the topic I'm excited to bring to the table is the conspiracy theories. I didn't know oh. if you all kind of dived in and there's some very interesting like dark side of studio ghibli films where Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of people will like kind of think oh okay does this film have this type of theme around it or this Mm -hmm. type of thing so that's what i wanted to bring to the table but before we do that we should probably just talk about what everyone thought about it maybe (laughs) no yeah i think that's that's always a good jumping off i feel like that's where the uh tangents come from in the natural flow of it anyway i I, so my second time watching this i i mean i i love this this movie was great for me um I'm always sucked into the end. There's something with the the Ghibli film animation that feels so smooth and so unique. And I was looking up too, like the software that they used to animate this was relatively new at the time. And it did a lot of uh, interesting things that they could do. I'm assuming they couldn't do with other films. Um, But it's, it blows my mind. Like everything is moving in their films. It's always like you'd see stuff in old movies where like the background's just still not really doing anything, but it's like, Oh, okay. That's the sky. But like, the skies in these movies blow my mind every time seeing the waves in the grass like i could i on hbo that was, saw... was going to be my yeah that was going to be my sorry to interrupt you no, you're good. that was exactly what i noticed too because that my big complaint with just general you know i can think of like scooby-doo mm-hmm. shows from the 50s where 
you know exactly what book they're going to grab because the whole background is drab and dry. Mm -hmm. And then there's one book that's bright blue and it's like, well, that's the one they freshly drew. Mm -hmm. And so that, that was my big thing I noticed with this was just, I kept being like, wow, I'm super impressed with the movement of the wind here or the stream here or the ruffling of the edges of somebody's hair or clothes or it was a lot more intricately like everything was animated, not just the thing that was in focus, which mm -hmm. I thought was super nice and refreshing compared to what I'm used to watching. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, completely. I remember uh, one of the things that I learned a lot with, uh, and I feel like I'm, I dive more into like the production side with these things a little bit, but one of the things I've learned with um, like 3d design and just making stuff like motion graphics, even too applies with this where uh you want to create like if you're trying to recreate something you want to make it look realistic and the way to do that is imperfections and so because if you just make like a clean looking like if i'm recreating my mic like you know there's like little little indents and these little things in there and so like when you put those in there it's more i, don't know, I guess interesting but it looks more convincing when you're looking at like wow that really looks like that mic and so one of the things that i loved was um i'm blinking on the guy with uh he's got four arms and he's I'm, i want to say kim jari is that his name i'm blanking, oh, i'm blanking uh, on oh Kamaji. yeah yeah Kamaji. Kamaji. yeah there was a scene where he's he's his he brings his arm up and he's going up and he's grabbing the cabinets or whatever with all the different stuff and there's like as it's going up you see like uh the ingredients or whatever he's grabbing like one of them's falling and like things are like you know like those like they could have easily just drawn like yeah they're all just going up clean no problem but like those little details I love I love that stuff because it's just I think to me that brings me in because it feels more realistic. And obviously this movie is very far from realistic. This movie's wild, it's crazy. <laughs> and I it's just it's a it's a just an absolute joy to watch this because it's just so much. But I love how much is moving in this because I'm constant I'm just looking at everything and it's incredible. So I, I think the animation for the and even watching Princess Mononoke was the same way where I was just like every like there's just so much and I love it because it's just it's not boring to just watch like Scooby like Scooby Doo is a good example because yeah I know exactly what you're talking about with the book thing where like okay he's gonna pull that one out or whatever that kind of thing so this mm -hmm. was just in the scale the scale of of the uh, the bathhouse was nuts it's just these wide shots where sh she's running along the side and she's climbing up the side and I'm just like oh my god I'm like. I'm literally anxious watching this because I don't know what's going to happen. So uh, I guess my rant over, but the animation with this is easily my favorite part of these films. So yeah, this makes me so happy because I don't know if we've done a movie where you've like been this excited to talk about how it is. Uh, yes. And it, what did it happen when we picked an anime film? Uh, this is my first Ghibli movie. Uh, <gasps> uh, which I was like, I've been beating myself up about it for a really long time, but I looked, I looked up. Uh, the first digital release of these movies in the U.S. was actually only in 2019. So I the one of the reasons why it took me so long to watch them is because I felt like it was a bit of effort to watch them. Like, I mean, Sean watched it on like a Netflix DVD. Mm -hmm. You went out and bought the DVD and I stopped buying DVDs like a while ago because like my house is literally filled with DVDs. Like I'm pretty sure somewhere next to me is a freaking um, Avatar Blu-ray that like has never been opened. Um, we just used to buy DVDs for no reason. Um, and so I'm glad that I started with this one, uh, because I'm sure the animation and some of the later ones probably gets, I don't know, quote unquote, better just because like they're later and technology gets better. But this is 
it's unbelievable the scale at which like they animated this film and how uh gorgeous it looks needless to say i liked it um i'll i'm gonna rant about it a lot so i'll jump ahead it gets a it gets a pass for me that's we'll get that Mm -hmm. out of the way now very easy to do um i also i don't know i just i there are a lot of things i love about this movie and we're gonna we're gonna get through them as we go along but overall i just think it was really really charming um and I think watching it also in juxtaposition with my like Dragon Ball Z rewatch, it was really interesting because that's also the first anime I think I really truly dove into and like loved. Um, and so going back through that and then also starting this as well, I've been doing a little bit of comparison just because it's hard for my brain not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I loved it. I cannot wait to watch more. I almost watched another one like right afterwards but i was like i don't know i'm gonna save it because we might do another one of these on one of them and i really really like to watch the movie like a few hours before we go live so everything's fresh uh but it was really really hard for me to not press play on like kiki's delivery service and i was i was this close and they're all right there right on hbo they're, which is they're nice right, right there now. press of a button yeah. man yeah you've been neglected for so long and now they're right there i want to i want to put this in there real quick too uh we're not doing anything with like spoilers we're jumping right in so if for some reason you haven't watched this like jared just recently watched this for the first time. Uh, I just want to put that warning out there for people. So, so Steph, if you want to spoil stuff, don't hold back if yes. it comes up. So feel free. But anyway, I probably will. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jared, you've touched on so many great things. Oh my gosh. Where do I be in? I, I mean, just to Jared's point, I mean, spirit, part of the reason why spirit away is my favorite of all of the films is while I, I, I think every single film is, like an art piece, even just more so than like a movie you watch for entertainment. And the reason why I like Spirit Away is I feel like it hits all of these different elements where it's it's serene yet really whimsical. And it's I, I don't want to say action packed, not in like a shonen DBZ style, but there's action in that, you know, mm-hmm. the characters are running. They're very vibrant and dynamic. And I think that that just it gives more for someone to like take away with this movie than there are some other ones that Jared, if you give another a watch, like I always think Spirit Away is such a good entry level because someone who starts with, say, My Neighbor Totoro, you have to be in a very specific mood, in my opinion, to like fully appreciate what it is. It's a lot slower paced. It's a lot more of this like gentle, smooth, I guess, movie experience, like where you really kind of take you take away like what you kind of look for in it versus spirited away. You can turn your brain off and still be like, wow, that was like a cool adventure story. Or mm-hmm. if you deep dive into spirit away, you're like, wow, there was this, you know, this young girl who, you know, was kind of feeling this like depression from like, you know, having to move to a new place, be away from her old family and friends, and, like having to cope with those feelings. And then through this adventure, you know, finds like herself again. Like there's like ways you can really deep dive into it or just be like, wow, it was really cool. She ran to a dragon and all of these spirits and like her parents turned into pigs and you just like at face value you get so much out of that and some of the other movies i think like it's just a lot either slower or you have to like be thinking a little bit more to like not feel bored by those ghibli films because i think i've had some friends say totoro is kind of boring even though it's the most lovable iconic friendly fellow some people don't like the movie and you know i love the movie i think it's really charming but like i have to be ready to like watch a slow movie you know mm-hmm. it's so. really interesting you say that because you know what i actually i'm I'm like, I'm trying to get through it, but you know what actually is really, really boring? It's What's Dragon that? Ball Z. That <laughs> show is boring. I did not realize this as a kid. I think I was just a different person, like, as a child. But, man, like, watching 
Spirit Away, I was like locked in every single moment. I was ready to go. It could I I could be biased in that I was very excited to like talk about a, an anime movie with you. So that probably is going on there. I do have to acknowledge that bias. But like I I just would I would not ever put the word boring on this film. I don't know how you can get bored. There's so many moving parts at all times. Yeah. For, uh, but Jared, you need three episodes to power up. Man, I I am I it's been weird. I'm I'm sure I'm gonna make a lot of people upset with my takes once I'm done because it's like so beloved. Like I mean, I like one of the reasons why I love anime is because of Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. But watching it now, uh, oof, I just yeah. don't it's, ugh, it's it's hard. It's rough. It's uh I can never I, meet your heroes, basically, <laughs> is what it feels like. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Micah, do you want to tell us what you thought of? Uh, yeah, so I, J- Jared stole the word out of my mouth, but my my first comment is, "Wow, this is a charming little piece of art." Like that was, it was mm-hmm. just charming. I found it incredibly charming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, the the biggest note I have out of everything, which is the mostly what I'll bring up, um, it, so it kind of reminded me of whether or not this actually was the point or was the re. I think one of the things you could pull out of this is it feels like a story told from the point and for the um, for the viewership of a kid who um, let's see, I'm gonna have a hard time explaining this. So like it felt like the whole experience of the movie was this young girl who like these all the adults around her were making these weird decisions all the time and so it kind of felt like this whole scenario of being a kid and not really fully under fully understanding like why are my why are my parents doing this weird thing or like why are why are they fighting or why are they acting this way or why are why is this person doing this thing and i guess i have to learn how to make my way through this world because adults are strange and they're always doing strange things and that's kind of how I felt because I a lot of the comments I wrote down were just so like in the start her parents are just like oh let's just pull over and eat this street food that nobody is supervising that um and they're just so willingly like scarfing it down on there's I, I and so I, she looked confused and I was confused <laughs> and, and and so it was just like okay well and then you know and then that led to her having to go through all this stuff and figure out and then there was also the scene with uh, I think her name was Lynn after mm-hmm. the no no face man is at the spa or whatever. And mm-hmm. he's getting and everyone's feeding him everything. And, you know, he looks the exact same, but everyone's just like, here, take all this food. And they're all getting the gold. And so everyone's really being kind of greedy. And she's just like, no, I don't want that. And then later, Lynn is like, how could you let him in? you like he was a terrible monster how could you let him in and she's like i don't know and it's like you gave him food he looked the same to you as as he did to her mm-hmm. like why are you chastising her for i don't know so then it was just like this growing set of um things around her where it was just like everybody acting strange around her and greedy around her and uh making decisions that she didn't quite understand and then her making all these decisions to learn how to sort of cope and get through the world and to sort of, I don't know, learn how to manage being around adults and adult opinions and adult things. And so that, that I, 
that was kind of my my takeaway. It kind of felt like it was from the viewpoint of a child learning to be a part of the world, sort of. Mm -hmm. And just delightful, just charming and delightful. So that that's my two cent takeaway. It's interesting the lens of maybe how she's seeing everything too, because I think that's a lot of that's a a thing I try to keep in mind when watching movies and whatnot is the perspective of because like the way that I see something is not how you're going to see something person. You know, it's like to me, it's going to be like, wow, my parents, are just, they're being crazy. And obviously they were like, I think it's interesting too the films take on gluttony and greed. That's a big theme. Uh, you know, like the, I feel like that pops up a bunch. Um, but um, I thought <laughs> maybe it is something where it's like from her point of view, just they seem crazy or something, but maybe from the parents' point of view or something, it could be just like, they're just calmly eating stuff and, you know, or something along those lines. But obviously we only get her point of view, which is fine. That's the point of the film. So that's, that's an interesting point to bring up with, uh, uh, from her point of view, I guess I'm just repeating point of view. I feel like I'm saying point of view too many times right now. <laughs> but, um, you never yeah. say it too many times. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yep, I wanted to talk about the food in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I know that that is a big thing in Ghibli films. Mm, okay. What did I'm, I, I'm curious what you thought about the food. It's just, uh, I mean, I, it, to me, it's like a comfort thing watching it. And it's, it's, I don't know what it, it just feels. Well, I'm, I don't know what the food was. It's when, um, Haku and her, or she, he takes her somewhere and gives her this like pie. It's like a rice, um, uh, a rice triangle on a Yes. Those. And like, I, it was just like the most simple thing, but just like watching her eat the animation. I see. I feel like I'm going to come back to the animation so much. Cause I'm just watching this movie. in well, awe. It, it is an animated film. It so is. Yeah. Fine. I think it's just like, I get caught up in just the, the, the process of animating. And I know how complicated it is. And it's just like, it blows my mind how smooth and, well done this is so it's like my brain watching the eating was just like man it's just like i don't know what it is i it's something that i can't describe effectively but um it is i mean i guess they kind of touch on it with like the gluttony stuff with like the parents at the beginning with the food and they're just like scrounging everything and like the chaos of that scene is nuts with all the plates crashing and like i could feel the anxiety and like the like oh my god like i just i don't know what's happening right now kind of thing you can see her freaking out and stuff but um yeah, well, I guess. So it, it 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 even started before that. If you notice, um, I I could be wrong. The only two product placement items that appear are with the parents in the car. It's a Kit Kat and an Audi. Oh, I didn't even I didn't see the Kit Kat. Actually, and, and so, I, sorry, there's one more. There's Is one, there one more, more in there that I you probably missed, but it's the um, it's the uh, the uh, the Pocky sticks. Oh, uh, I love Pocky. They are oh, Pocky yeah, sticks. Yeah. They are Pocky sticks on the back dashboard, and when he's driving okay. really fast and going up, they uh they spill out of the box. Interesting. Okay. But you you got the other one. Yeah. So well, and I noticed that because I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like I don't you don't really see movies animate a an Audi car logo onto the car. So that, I, I, so I was either like, well, either they got money for that or that's important. And so, so my thought, once they start gorging on all this food, I was like, oh, I, I wonder if like greed and glutton, gluttony and consumption of new, new materials and new merchandise is like a component of this movie. And it kind of turned out to be. 
that would kind of make interesting. I never thought about the product placements with this one actually for as many times as I've seen it. Yeah. Because it's all these new packaged can you know, packaged candy. You got the Audi, and then with the Pockies, you know, that's a packaged you know snack thing too then to switching over to they're eating just you know this simple I, what did you say it was called the rice thing oh nigiri nigiri like they're just eating the simple nigiri or like all the food they're eating um throughout and making throughout it's more of a culturally important or like you know food from maybe some of these people's pasts as opposed to just audis and kit kats and whatever else was in the start of the movie Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you noticed that because that's actually one of the like topic headers in the Wikipedia article is Western consumerism is how they have it labeled. And really? They there, and they go in there and they talk about like how greed is portrayed, which brings mm-hmm. me to my thing that I saw is that I actually think that this was the least appetizing food I've ever seen in uh, Ghibli film just from like seeing screen caps or anything like that. And I'm wondering if the reason why is because they tried to make it seem like there was just so much of it and they didn't really need to go into detail on it. Because, like, that scene with the parents in the beginning where they're eating, mm-hmm. none it's of gross. That food, yeah, none of that food made me excited to eat it. Whereas, like, you know, I'll watch, like, stuff, like, caps from, like, Kiki's Delivery Service, and I am immediately in my fridge, like, the next moment. But, mm-hmm. like, that stuff, I was like, I don't want to eat any of that. Like, he ate that, like, one just, like, really big, like, like ball or like bag kind of thing and then when he bit into it like nothing but like slime came out of the bottom uh they even somehow made the mustard seem just kind of like bland <laughs> uh i was just like that i noticed that immediately because like that's was something that i was looking for whereas like sean was saying with the onigiri like that actually really like it's funny you pointed out comfort because she was very sad in that moment she also needed to eat something mm-hmm. and that did look just so much like straight up comfort food like it looked like the perfect thing you could have eaten mm-hmm. in that moment. But then if you go to like the no face scenes where he's literally just constantly scarfing down everything they're bringing to him, he put that one bowl in front of her and he's like, here, try this. It looks really good. I'm like, that looks really bland. Like it was literally just like pork with like lettuce on the side. And like you watch these other ones, like you'll see some of the stuff where like those so scenes of it like sizzling and stuff. And it's like, oh my gosh, I need to eat something immediately. Uh, so I thought that was really, really interesting. And I wonder if they did that on purpose. The, the part that gets me is like the action of eating it, I think like encapsulates like the, the the greed and like the starvation of it. And that's where I'm like, oh, no, I don't want it. Cause like, yeah, the way they're like tearing and there's spits everywhere. Like that's the part where I'm like, no, but the actual food before that, I'm like, nah, I want to go to this festival and eat it. Like I like the food on its own. I just didn't like the scarfing of the said food. It was unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, yeah, that touches on the greed slash gluttony yeah. part of it where it's just like, I, it's just not an appealing uh, thing to have, you know? Um, I do know, I think it's interesting too. Like you were, what you were saying, Micah, with like the, uh, um, like the uh, consumerism aspect of it and whatnot. And I, I feel like they kind of touch on environmental stuff a little bit too in this with, um, um, oh my God, the, uh, the stink, Uh, stink spirit the stink spirit yes thank you and like i was looking up to miyazaki was saying how that whole sequence where she's pulling all the stuff out of the uh the stink spirit like the bike and whatnot that was something from like his personal experience um not pulling a bike out of a stink spirit obviously but something (laughs) you know of that where i think it was seeing like a bike on the road or something like that and it was just kind of like just just mangled and whatnot but i thought that 
maybe it's touching on something with that too, that, that connection to the, uh, the greed and whatnot and how it's cause they're, you know, the, the water was gone and like, that's how they crossed the river there. Like that wasn't there anymore kind of thing. And so maybe it's touching on something along those lines where, uh, the human impact of, you know, what we're doing is affecting everything else and whatnot with the also green and another stuff. header yeah. in the Wikipedia article. Yeah. Environmentalism. Oh. Yeah. And I, I didn't notice that until the end mm-hmm. when he figured out who he was mm-hmm. and she was like, Oh yeah, I remember that river. They built apartments over it. And I was like, Oh, that's absolutely gotta be some kind of social commentary there where, where he's yeah. just like, yeah, man, I used to be alive and in the world and now I'm gone because somebody decided to, you know, put homes over a natural river. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I I didn't notice that until you know hour two minute like thirteen or whatever it is. <laughs> so it's funny you picked up on that much much sooner than me. I was like, oh yeah, it's just a stink spirit, whatever. Yeah, he's just eating stuff. I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, that was uh that old secret. Uh, there was something satisfying. I, mean, I come back to the animation so much, but this, but the 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 stink spirit going into the bath and like the way the water flowed out. Oh my god, I could. I wanted. I, I was bringing this up before. Uh, HBO had like a whole. It was like a thirty minute ghibli uh nature it was just the, i think it's just the music and, the, and then it's just like the the ghibli nature scenes it's like oh my gosh i almost put that on and watch that first before watching uh spirit away and i think that kind of helps me want to like i'm glad that my wife wants to keep watching ghibli films because i was like after watching this i think it was literally two minutes of that i was like man this is gonna be so good just just from that alone i was excited um yeah yeah so, Steph, what are these conspiracies that we need to know about? Okay, so they're not super conspiracies, but I want, and maybe, you know, I, now that we know Jared's got a Wikipedia article, I don't know if this is actually uh, popular enough to where it's on there or not. I haven't read the Wikipedia article, but mm. I wanted to get everyone's insight on the big, like, dark theory that people talk about with this movie is that the whole thing is a social commentary on child prostitution. Oh. So is that Jared's face? I guess that's not on the Wikipedia article. So that I wanted to kind of present here. I would love. So this is the this. It's interesting because this is a family film, right? Mm-hmm. So to have this, it's like a bit of a point of contention. But there's a lot of very interesting points that make a lot of sense about it. OK, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll I'll present and then just talk about it. It's just something that people mention when it comes to this movie, because it is a, a family film. So it's a little weird, but you have a bathhouse, right? You have mm, this right. girl who is signing away her name, which is a, like a direct kind of like, you know, mm. comparison, right? And in fact, uh, in the Edo period in Japan, uh, bathhouses were also brothels. Mm-hmm. So there's, yep. The, yep, there's this. Um, okay. And there was a couple of other, let me see, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up because I made some notes here. Uh, I believe with their names, uh, the word you, because you have Yubaba and then you have, I think they're called Yunas in the in Japanese dub, but also just like in the signs and whatnot, mm-hmm. which uh, it, hold on, uh, which means hot water or like hot water woman. And so there's, so there's this theory that this film is not just, you know, about her discovering, but also like, you know, with her parents, like her having to kind of fend for herself and like go into this adult world. And like when No Face is like trying to give her, money it's to kind of try and buy her off and so Mm. what do you think about this (laughs) as a theme here i never ever would have thought of it on my own 
but so I, I my brain's kind of like twisting now and I'm trying to go back and think I I can just right the immediately off the top of my head with the scene with the um um you just said this this the stink spirit yeah uh how he shows up and everyone's just like you gross it's this big ugly stink spirit you know whatever and and then so i'm really bad with character names the <laughs> the the grandma character mm-hmm. you baba uh, mm-hmm. yeah how she's just like oh we need fine we'll just get this person out of here super quick yeah, uh, and then and then she throws her at, at this mess, and is just like, "Here, you'll you'll deal with this patron who's the bad and stinky and worse one, or whatever." And so that sort of does feel like, okay, well, we've got this young child who is now going by a different name, and she's being thrown upon this big wig, stinky whatever. They, this guy they just want out quickly and this done client with. that they don't yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. So now with with that sort of lens over it, it's just like, ooh, gross. But also, yeah, I think that, that makes it doesn't not make sense. Yeah. Um, my chat's bringing up an, another point that I think, too, is like you have the scene where Lynn is like kind of taking her in and like kind of showing her the ropes and like being like that older sister role model kind of yeah. looking out for her. And then you have all these again, like the, the kind of tensions like with some of the other ladies and like around. So, yeah, it's just I always found it fascinating because you have some theories where I'm like, there's no way. But with this one, I'm like, you know, I can kind of see it. <laughs> I can uh, see a very direct comparison here. So I just thought I would throw that one in here to kind of digest and think about yeah i can i can see it i think the only thing that like doesn't keep me from going like full on into the theory is that there's really only two other children in the movie and it's like her and haku uh which i mean we find out haku is a literal dragon spirit so not really a child just looks like one um but like uh, outside of that, like if there were if there were like more children around, I could easily see it. I did think it was interesting that all the workers were all human. So there's definitely an exploitative nature to mm-hmm. the film already. And I right. don't think it would be very hard to make connections to put it um, to uh, like a child prostitution uh, allegory either. I don't think it would be that hard to do. Well, Jared, I think the counter argument to that would be just because she's the only child there doesn't mean the rest of these humans were not previously children who used to be in her position. And she's just the only child currently who's been brought into the prostitution. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought about that, too, but like child trafficking doesn't necessarily slow down. So, you know, it's not like they got a bunch of kids. They all went to 30 and they're like, all right, cool. Let's get this other one. It's it's awful. It It continually goes on. That's another that's the counter argument I would use against that but right. like that thought did cross my mind that's just that's so <laughs> that's not naturally watching it I, at least at this point i feel like that's where i'm i'm watching this so many times and i'm just thinking like all right what direction can i go with this now or something but that is that's interesting that's just not one i would have connected I, t- I told you i wanted to bring some surprises you know? yeah. I was yeah. like, what's something that i don't think this is like very niche in the community yeah, yeah. i love it that one was not on the wikipedia <laughs> so you uh yeah you, you win that round let's go there's there's another one with my neighbor totoro that's a little deep and dark but we'll save that for another time but yeah i just and i think yeah, because I mean, even without that lens, like I like the idea of looking at her where like there's this corrupt, like trying to corrupt a child and her trying to maintain her innocence in a way. And whether you take it to that extreme or just like the corruption of greed or just, you know, mm-hmm. exploitation in like other ways, like I think that that's really well done with this movie. 
yeah. I kept saying so many times throughout, it's like, my God, she's brave. There's just so many things she's doing where she's cleaning the stinks. But I, I, she probably wouldn't have done it if she wasn't forced to do it. But she's just like, all right, like I'm doing it. And she just dives in and goes like she's just in the stinks. It just looks disgusting. It's just like they make it where I would not want to approach the stink spirit and clean the stink spirit. But she's just she handles it with grace. And the way she's just running through uh, the uh, the bathhouse and stuff when she's on the run and stuff like that. Um, she's just running after Haku. I feel like she does find her own in this. And it's, it's, it's pretty fascinating to watch where she just, I don't want to say grows up per se, cause it's, but they kind of force her to when she just doesn't have her parents and she's just doing everything on her own. And I think it's, um, I feel like from that lens of watching, uh, her journey, it's pretty fascinating too. Um, but mm-hmm. but just like just like you're gonna bring up animation a bunch, I'm gonna bring up Dragon Ball Z. And one of my <laughs> one of my favorite things about her is that even going through all of these like awful huge things, I'd never once found her character to be annoying. Like people would constantly point out how she was like rude or whatever. But like if I also got dragged into a spirit world, my first thoughts aren't going to be yes sir, yes ma'am, or like make sure I bow all the time. I'm like holy. Like I, I was a, a berry away from being a spirit and mm-hmm. now I'm not. Whereas when you watch early Dragon Ball Z, Gohan is the most annoying, whiny little kid, I think, in the history of anime children. <laughs> I yeah. hate Gohan being on the screen. He has all of this power and people are like, hey, we need to do this one thing to make sure that we're OK. And he freaks out. And he's like, I can't do it. It'll literally be like 100 frames of him just sitting there being scared all the time. Whereas with her, she's just like, oh, I got to go help this stink spirit. Got to do it. Oh, I have to go down this like huge giant staircase that at one point I almost fell through. And then I have to ask this random dude to give me a job. Yeah, sure. Fine. I'll do it. Oh, this dragon friend of mine is being attacked by a million little paper soldiers. Let me just go ahead and jump in the fray. Like she just does it. Never found her annoying. She's been extremely brave the whole film. I love her as a character. Mm-hmm. Do not like young Gohan. <laughs> I'm glad that that's your frame of reference with this. That's uh, you know what? It's good because it's one that I can personally like. I know exactly. What yeah, you kind of you yeah. you also can kind of get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah Michael. No. If you ever watch Dragon Ball Z, fast forward through all the young Gohan screens, you'll be better for I, it. I've, I've never watched it, nor have I really had an interest in it for some reason. I just wasn't. I didn't grow up with it, and mm-hmm. never tried it as an adult. Yeah, Steph, Great. you saying Toonami was crazy. I I I, th- I think about Toonami every once in a while, and I forget about it, and then. Uh, the flashbacks of Toonami. And I didn't even think about Sailor Moon either. I'm, I just thought of this. So I'm sorry. I'm going off tangent with this stuff. But uh, I did also watch Sailor Moon too. So I guess my Look whole... Look that! You've yeah. been an anime fan this whole time! I know. That's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's wild. I about Toonami every day. Yeah. Yeah. I... It was even that... Do you remember when they did that like arc within the Toonami where the guy, like the Toonami guy mm-hmm. actually was um, like mm-hmm. going through a bunch of like trouble and like the ship like blew yeah. up. Yeah. And he had, yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, and I, I also was too. 100% following when they stopped Toonami and then they brought Toonami back for an April Fool's joke. And then because everyone was freaking out that April Fool's and demanded Toonami came back, then it came back yep. and they brought it back. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 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 It was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. God. This, the, I, I'm not going to, this is not the, the uh, conversation trajectory of, 
child prostitution was not in my wheel or my i don't know how many guesses it would take me to get there but that was not in there for me so that was yeah no i was not going to guess that as one of your conspiracy no. theories no not at all i know yeah, that's, that's the big one i know like i've seen some of like the pixar ones and stuff where those can get like people will spin those and like these weird like you know like everybody's dead or something kind of theory yeah. or something you know and so it's interesting with this one too that there's a there's a do you have other ones that are in that not for this movie not for that okay not not that i think is like worth bringing up i don't think okay um that's the one that i always find the most fascinating with mm -hmm. this one <laughs> yeah I, I will say i don't have specific examples off the top of my head i cannot think of them, but i do genuinely remember laughing out loud the comedy in this movie is great there's a lot of like really good cuts where like it's like it's kind of like those uh those uh those perfect scream cuts or something like that where they're, yeah. they're cut in the middle of the screen oh, or something can i just say one of my favorite scenes is when she's going down the stairs mm -hmm. oh my god the stairs breaks it's just a certain screaming mm -hmm. running down yeah. uh, that's like perfect scream perfectly cut screams yeah. it's like that scene is so it gets me laughing every time and oh good the athleticism of her to to, to one to fall like that and then catch yourself and then run down those stairs as gracefully i mean as graceful as you can while you're screaming like that you know it's i don't know but she survived so she did a pretty good job but yeah i remember laughing so many times with like i feel like it was a lot of it was kind of like slapstick comedy a little bit where it's just like stuff's hitting them and it's like it's just a re it's real quick because usually i feel like comedies will kind of like the, the 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 moment will happen and they'll sit there for like a second or two to kind of like oh but this would like I remember there was like two particular moments. And I wish I could remember these moments. I think I know one of them. And it was, I, I was just, I couldn't stop laughing at it. I felt like we were, was, we must have to pause. Was one of them, uh, was one of them when the mouse stepped on the uh, remnants of the slug and then it like shot like a shiver through his spine, like it got cursed, but then it mimicked the oh, finger thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they, they all raised their hands triumphantly. Yeah. Was, one, was that yeah, one of them? That was, yeah. that was one of them for me. Yeah. Oh, man. That scene was incredible. Mm -hmm. They did, uh, there was animation. There was a moment where literally it showed, it might have been that scene too, I can't remember, but it was something where like, I got like the heebie-jeebies of watching and it was like somebody was getting the tingles. I wish I it might have been the stink. It might have been the stink spirit scene. Okay. Oh, she, gets, she gets them multiple times whenever she has to interact with the stink spirit. Where her skin gets all zigzaggy, but in emotion. Yeah. I, I was gonna bring. I was gonna say that. Like I could. I felt that. Yeah. Which I normally I don't. Uh, I my only point of reference is, um, Pokemon. But like when somebody will say something and then Ash gets embarrassed and he goes like ah and then like the little mm -hmm. drop here. I, I've never been like, oh, like, that's not how I feel when I am in that moment. But when I watched that moment where um, Chihiro gets like the yeah. and she then gets all stiff, I was like, oh, I know that feeling like I've been in that body before. Mm -hmm. And I that was just such a good um, representation of that. I thought that was so good. Yeah. Yeah. The they first time I laughed out loud in this movie was the soot spirits. And mm -hmm. it was when that one soot spirit dropped the coal on his head. She picked it up, threw it in there. And then all the other soot spirits looked at her 
And that one sit spirit just looked at her straight in the eyes and just yeah. drops it on his head. Because he's like, well, I mean, if you're going to do his work, you can do my work, too. And they all started dropping it. I laughed out loud there. That was the first time I laughed out I loud. I love, they're my favorite character. Oh, the easily. Spirit is the best. Easily, yeah. Those are so good. I love the moment, too, where she comes back down and she asks for her shoes. And they have her shoes. I don't know what mm-hmm. that, I, that's so wholesome. I love that they're like, they liked her so much that they're like, we'll hold on to her shoes for her. And her socks. They were both there. And I love that. I don't know what it was at that, but it just them. Yeah, here you go. And she's best like, characters. She's like, yeah, thank you guys. Like they were just friends immediately, and it's just there's something to that child innocence where she just accepts. Like I don't know, people would see the suits and think like they're just there's something off about them or something. You know, we see them and we think they're cute and whatnot, but I, but the people in. Um, in that bathhouse might see them and be like, just kind of off put or something, but she's just, she just accepts them. And I, and I, I like that with her that she just, and even no face, she goes back to help no face brings no, like, you know, helps no face out. And like, do you want to come with when she's going to the train to go visit um, the sister? And she's just like, she's just so, so yeah. kind and helpful with her or, or with no face. I mean, in that sense. And had, I mean, no face was going crazy at that point. So also, yeah, I was not ready for No Face to eat the frog. That scared, that scared the shit out of me. I will say that. <laughs> I was just, I literally sat there like, like just kind of looking at at my wife, like, did that just happen? What the, you know? And so, uh, No Face was No I, No Face and um, the the scene where they're on the train. That's like what I think of. I've seen that picture so many times with this movie. So like, I was waiting to see how No Face was gonna kind of show up in the movie i didn't know anything mm. about no face and whatnot so it was uh i will say that's not what i expected of no face so me either uh, i i'm i'm on the same boat as you i did not expect no face to turn into a literal eater of people mm-hmm. um i i it didn't scare me but i was just like oh so that's the direction we're going with <laughs> okay just whatever expectations you have just kind of I, I and did. then you get the redemption arc. You do. You do. You do. I love uh and no faces hair. The little bit, the little the little, yeah. the, the little bit of just hair. Ra- right. Just randomly had hair at one point. It fooled me. I was like, man, no face is human. And then it was because of the hair. But then you also you didn't see the hair either until after he ate the frog. Which I was like, the frog didn't have any hair. Why does he have <laughs> hair now? So, so like, are you saying like No Face is kind of like Kirby, just absorbing? Uh, I mean, kind of. of the character and yeah, yeah. part of yeah. Man, wild. Steph, do you have any other themes? I know you came prepared. Oh my gosh! Well, now I'm just. Ah, oh, I feel like we touched on a lot of them: the environmentalism, the greed, the corruption. Let me think. Oh my gosh! There's so much I just love about this movie. Can we talk about the soundtrack? Because I'm listening. Oh, I've been listening to it on loop. Yes, <laughs> yes. The the sound. I oh man, I, I get heavy Legend of Zelda vibes listening to the soundtrack. For me, I, I don't. I I just played Zelda. Breath. I just played Breath of the Wild oh. recently. And I kept getting like these. That's what I kept going to, and I think that's why I was like I was entranced with this music because it, I was getting those vibes a little bit. Um, but yes, no, the soundtrack was so good. I loved the soundtrack in this. Uh, I, honestly, that's why I'm excited to watch this 30 minutes nature, whatever, because then it's just 
just the soundtrack and but but yes god the music is so good. i think it's it's the culmination of everything it's like not just the animated scenes but like when the music will pick up and it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's got this it's so good it is it's classic it, it hits on every level that i could want um i admittedly did not pay that much attention to the soundtrack oh really i think i was just so taken away by the animation that like my ears were kind of off if i'm being honest with you because that's soundtrack is something that i usually do pay a lot of attention to whenever i'm watching anything like i'm really really big on soundtracks and like shows and at movies it's one of the reasons why i hold hbo in such high regard because whoever it is that works in their music department i think is just like incredible the soundtracking they do for most of their shows is just mind-boggling good um but like I think I was just very, very into what was going on on my screen. I love the animation. The story just kept moving and new things kept on happening that I just I just wasn't in there uh, listening to the soundtrack. I mean, obviously, I'm going to rewatch this movie at some point, so I'll make it a point to listen to the soundtrack. But that just wasn't something that I took away from this watch of it. Mm-hmm. One Summer's Day. That's the that's the track. It's the main track for the movie by Joe Hisaishi. I've been listening to it for the past hour. It's it's a good one. It, it brings me to a peaceful state. Those yeah. are those are the vibes we try to bring. So unless things get yeah. chaotic, then it's then it's not peaceful. But <laughs> but I think Jack- I just opened it up. I I was just gonna say real quick. I just opened it up on Spotify. This absolutely feels like something that I would put on uh, if I was wanting to sort of put myself. Like if I was gonna sit down and start writing or something, yeah, mm-hmm. just want like energetic, but also like, but the lack obviously the lack of lyrics helps because that's a little distracting. But it's just like it's it's definitely a mood, mm-hmm. and that's the mood. This is what we <laughs> call me. a vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a creative vibe, you could say. Get those yeah, juices going. Go. Yeah, I think too. At the fact, I mean, you could look at it good or bad, but I would look at it as good. That if you weren't hearing, I mean, you were probably hearing the music, Jared, but I think if you weren't singling out the music, that means it was a good, cohesive piece kind of thing, you know, where it's not, if it pulled you out of the moment and you're like, you know, kind of like doing that constantly with the music. Mm -hmm. So I would take that as a good sign if you weren't necessarily like hearing the music per se. So I, I just, I really, really liked her as a main character. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's what I just focused on. Like, I was just very, very focused on like, what was going to happen next? What decision was she going to make? What other like wrench in her plans uh, was going to happen? Cause it's like very, I think one of the interesting thing about the story is like, you think from the beginning, the thing that you're supposed to focus on is, Hmm, how is she going to get her parents back? But there's just so many other things that happen in between her and her getting to her parents that, like, I almost forgot that, like, that's what she was trying to do. Uh-huh. Um, And I don't know. I just I was just so focused on the movie and the animation the whole time that I I think all of the energy that was in my ears got immediately sent to my eyes and my brain. And I just focused well, on all that. And stuff. I think I think that kind of goes in with what Sean said, too, is it, I think that's a sign that the composer did a really good job of writing the music to match the movie and the feelings you're feeling by rather than making it something where you jump out and you go like, oh, I noticed this song alone and nothing else. It's not necessarily a bad thing if that's what happens. But if you don't have if that doesn't happen for you, it's exactly what you 
what like uh, what you just said is that it got channeled through you into what you were watching mm -hmm. in the same way that I think of um, like listening to uh, John Williams when you're watching Harry Potter and that, you know, it just feels like magic, magical. Whereas uh, I, what did we just watch last week for the podcast and Boston came on and we were just Adam like, project. Yeah, oh, the Adam yeah. project, Adam yeah. project. And, and it pulled all of us out of it because it was just like, what the that why is that song here this doesn't match the mood at all mm. whereas here i think yeah oh, it's, it's just it it's different because like i think this like an example if we're gonna use a movie like that like the soundtrack for say guardians of the galaxy i think is incredible mm -hmm. and i think it does nothing but elevate that movie in like every part i think it actually does some lifting for the movie when it's not very good uh for sure but like i like and like, I mean, Sean knows this, I'm, Micah and I, we have not been friends for that long, but like music is like a huge, huge part of my life. So it's very, very weird that I went through this watch and I can't remember any of the songs. <laughs> like, it's like my, my brain almost can't process it. Like, I almost was like, I would put it on right now, but I want to stay like fully focused into this. Yeah. Uh, but it's like really, really weird. Because like, I'm even thinking about the end scene when like her and Haku like grab hands and he like remembers who he is. Mm hmm. I Love can't remember the song so that's playing there. And that's really, really weird for me. Like, I would think that because that was such a big moment, my brain would be able to focus on both that scene and both the song that's playing so that I could use that song to remember that scene better. But mm -hmm. I don't know why I can't do that right now. It's really, really weird. It's like, it's, it's, my, it's not what I usually do. Or for like Sean, yeah. since he just watched it. Or you too, actually. I remember every single song that plays during the big scenes in Euphoria. I can remember them right now, mainly because it's soundtracked by like one dude, which is Labyrinth. He makes like all that music. But like, I mean, is this also soundtracked by pretty much one person? Yeah, it's it's all by the same composer. Yeah. I think. So it's just like it's weird that I can't make that connection with this one. It could also be because it's my first Ghibli movie. I'm sure it'll be different once I watch. Well, like, I was going to say it could also here. be once you once you go in with a rewatch, you might yeah. be able to sort of come in with it with that knowledge of like, mm -hmm. oh, here's how I felt when I watched the scene last time. Mm -hmm. And then when you watch the scene the second time, you'd be like, oh, that music is totally doing heavy lifting here. Like it's helping me get into this whimsy or, or whatever mood that the scene is sort of espousing. Mm -hmm. My chat brought up another really good point is just the overall theme of the words and like that names hold throughout the movie, because even even without some of the other, you know, analogies we talked about, just, mm -hmm. you know, the whole time, it's like you need to kind of remember your name and yeah. like the, the power that words hold over like the world and the characters. And I I love that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's um, that was interesting. I wasn't like a way I thought the plot was going to go in terms of they're taking away your identity and things like that. It was just an interesting thing of getting trapped there essentially. And just like, you have nowhere else to go. So I'll just stay here. Cause this is who I am kind of thing. So it's interesting. Um, well, yeah, I think that that ties in with sort of what I think is the theme of sort of the loss of the loss of history or the loss of past. So it's like, you're losing your name or remembering who you are, who you used to be mm -hmm. uh, in the same way as, um, losing the good food and in, in exchange for eating Kit Kats and Pocky and in, and losing the river and the, the fields in exchange for high rise apartments. And, mm -hmm. and so it, it's remembering to keep hold of these things that ground you to your past or to your history or to 
your culture or to anything, just kind of remembering what you are and who you are and mm -hmm. the things that were before instead of forgetting in exchange for the riches and materialism and Western what Americanism, if that's what that angle was or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's a true point. Steph, do you have a favorite scene? In particular, all of it, the whole thing. Um, if I, if, all if of it have, is so good. You have to pick one. Oh, I the realization when Haku gets his like remembers his name is mm -hmm. a big one mm -hmm. there for me. There are some, yeah, anything with the the spirits. Mm -hmm. I also just find it so funny when uh oh my god, we're the two characters. So the baby and then someone and someone else gets turned to the little the little creatures. The, the it's little been a bird. while. Yeah, oh, like yeah. Bird, the bird of hers. Yeah, 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 and yeah, those two are those two are great. Uh, I love when at the end the baby's just like, "Mama, you're being mean." Shihiro's really nice. Like, <laughs> so I, 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 yeah, that the baby's mm -hmm. character was great. So mm -hmm. yeah, but I think if I had to just pick one when they're falling and and he's like, "I remember my name," not like that. Yeah, that is just peak artistry just i was crying can't be remembering the soundtrack because there's tears in my eyes <laughs> <laughs> i think uh i mean that's another thing uh, is the animation with that part them falling and like feeling the the speed in which they're going like you'd see the, the way the clothes move and stuff it's just yeah. like you're like i like i feel like this movie does such a good job of making you feel what the characters feel and it's kind of a weird thing with animation to kind of pull that out of you and whatnot. Um, I feel like the closest thing maybe would be how to train your dragon for me mm. and whatnot. Cause there's a lot of those flying moments where it's just like, especially with seeing that in theaters where you're just, you know, theaters just a little bit more engrossing cause it's just the sounds everywhere and whatnot. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I feel like the movie did such a good job with a lot of that. And, and yes, that scene in particular is that's, I mean, there are a lot of scenes that are great in this movie. Um, I think another We've talked about this before, but um, I didn't have any moments in this where I was like, wonder how much time's left in this or something like this movie was over. And then it's like, oh, this movie's over. And it's for an animated film. This is a pretty long movie. And I don't know if that's a norm with anime films. And when I, but this was over like two, two, which hours. was two hours, right? It was just like a little bit over two. And usually like, like 25 I 25 minutes. OK, so I feel like, you know, I like when I that the norm, I guess, if you want to whatnot. But I feel like anywhere between like an hour 30 like to maybe an hour 40 is like that sweet spot so like this being that long and yeah. me not feeling that was that's always a good sign for me because i'm not thinking of like like i gotta go do you know i'm not thinking about that i'm engrossed mm -hmm. i'm ignoring the music because i'm jared and i'm watching this movie i'm you didn't ignore the music <laughs> but you know oh, you're for, just... a, for a point of for a point of reference the incredibles is only 115 minutes mm. so just just under two I see how long How to Train Your Dragon was. I think most anime movies are 130. Is that an hour and a half? That's hour. Hour, two hours and 10, 210. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. I think I think 130 minutes is the usual. That's the how usual? to Train Your Dragon, 98 okay. minutes. Yeah. Hour, hour and a oh, half, yeah. a little over hour and a half. Yeah. So, or maybe, yeah. I think it's either an hour and a half or 130. I feel like there's a lot of DVDs I own where it says 130. What about hmm. your name? Where's Let Me Look Like? My name's only four I letters. I never really thought about the length of animated films. I think because usually I'm just like so into them. Actually, ooh, that's a good point. How long was Demon Slayer? Definitely two minutes. hours. 18? Yeah, oh. 119 minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah, just under two. I can't read. Which uh, I thought it would be on. We looked that up beforehand. Uh, I, I I'm sure you knew this, Steph, but uh, Spirit Away was the highest grossing, yeah, uh, worldwide anime film for 19 years until yep. the player came out. Yeah, crazy. That's wild. Especially for 2000 or 2001. I mean, 2001. Uh, yeah. It actually just so fun fact on that in comparison that since I tend to do the box office info, mm -hmm. uh, this was the 15th highest grossing movie that whole year. Mm. Uh, it beat out a couple movies like the first Fast and the Furious. Mm. Wow. Uh, it beat out. Wait, did those come see, out the vanilla... same year? Yep, these are this. I'm about to list a couple 2001 oh movies god. for you. I know, oh man, my right? God, okay. wild to think about. I guess, about. yeah, this came out when I was 11, so oh, Jesus, okay, yeah, man. wild to think about, yeah. Okay, yeah. uh, this out, uh, out earned Moulin Rouge. No, that's not um, <laughs> I, I expected that. Tomb Raider. 2001 That's not surprising Raider. either. Yeah, no, it was not good. Didn't we get a new Tomb Raider that just came out? Or what movie just came out? There was right? a, there was a newer one with. Uh, Didn't like a, uh, like one just come out like a couple months ago? <laughs> was it a couple months ago or was it? I feel like it was it, longer than that. There was the uh, there was That's the good. Alicia Vikander one. That's the one I know. But that was that was 2018. Uh, okay, oh, was it 2018. What? Someone told me they just saw this like the other week. I thought, oh, Uncharted. I'm Uncharted. Oops, Uncharted just oh. came out. And, uh, it's essentially, essentially. Honestly, tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we're going to let's, let's yeah. be fair. Thank you, chat. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would put those two in basically the same category. I, I know. I haven't played Uncharted. That's why. Mm. <laughs> what was the What was the number one film that year, Micah? Harry Potter oh. and the Sorcerer's Stone. Mm. Okay, what was the number two film that year? <laughs> the Fellowship. Fellowship the Fellowship. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Gosh. Uh, that so number... if if we've got Steph of anime, we've got Shaun of the Rings. That's the that's the This I've never met numbers a human in my life who loves Lord of the Rings more than Shaun, and I don't think I ever will. I used to fall asleep to the extended DVDs and I would put the commentary on. So I was like constantly absorbing just stupid <laughs> fun facts about the movies as I'm falling asleep. I did like every ver the directors, the cast, like the, the, the CG department, everybody. Oh man. <laughs> Love those movies. Oh man. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Mike. Uh, numbers three and four respectively were monsters, Inc and Shrek. Mm. Okay. Oh, Shrek. Wow. Oh my god. Wow. That helps me out. That helps me out a little bit more to okay. like figure out where I was yeah. in life. Yeah. <laughs> where how was so, I and, and actually and actually it it's not too far away from Shrek and Monsters Inc. Uh so Spirited Away uh globally uh sorry, I have to back up. Uh made 274 million. Uh, and Shrek made 484 million. So yeah, about wow. half as much as Shrek. But considering how much of a behemoth Shrek became, mm -hmm. you know, that's it held its own weight against some some titans. Yeah. No, I would agree. I man, yeah, that's crazy. God, 2001 was so long ago. 2001 to me is like, so yeah, man, ago. that was like five years ago. It's not. It's I'm remembering when I would watch things and it'd be like, coming soon to DVD. Yeah. And it'd be like a little blue yep. and yep. gold. Yep. Green. Oh, man. You're still going to Blockbuster in 2002? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Uh, I think Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. Is, they're supposed when did, to. When, did, when was Netflix created? 
2000 uh, and a lot earlier than you'd think but they didn't, it got... they didn't get popular yeah. oh yeah. 97 was when it was founded right yep i was gonna say it, it started very early as a dvd distribution company i think it's... And it wasn't it wasn't streaming until 2007 yeah yeah i remember that i remember the start of streaming because it that was how i discovered breaking bad mm. they had just started streaming and yeah. that was one of the very few things they had and so i watched it and was blown away my first netflix watch was the walking dead mm. i got it i got it christmas morning and i watched the walking dead all the way through my brother got me a subscription i still remember i that. don't know what my first netflix watch was that's see that's where i have it's funny how you know i was thinking about you saying how i can pinpoint exactly when anime was mm -hmm. called mm -hmm. anime but if someone were to be like what's the first netflix show you ever watched i'm like i don't know i yeah. guess maybe it was it was so meaningful to me to learn that i don't know i mm -hmm. think when someone told me what anime was like that changed my life i feel like so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that makes yeah. sense I mean, crazy i would argue it did change your life <laughs> yeah <laughs> it did <laughs> i feel like I... I go ahead steph I was able to Google an anime convention and then get, start going to anime conventions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which makes sense if it helped give you an identifier to something that you strongly felt uh, about or related to and then could then find a community around it. It makes sense why it would stick out in your memory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's also really, really smart on your part to just put that in your name. That, From a business perspective, that's genius. You know, so, okay, the joke is, because when I do charity streams, I show people my old vlogs from when I was called Tamari773, which was from Naruto. Uh, but then, eventually, I was like, I can't have this name anymore. I need a rebrand. And the rebrand, I thought, okay, I want people to call me Steph, not Tamari. So I need Steph in the name. And if I put anime, people talk to me about anime. That's all I need people to know for us to be friends and have a conversation. My name is Steph. Call me Steph. And I like anime. Easy. And then I put a word in between so that it would sound like a name. It's from a branding <laughs> standpoint, it's genius. So since there we go. Since we're kind of here, I'm going to ask you a Steph question. That I think I've always wanted to ask you just because okay. I think this is also part of your identity. Where did the love for fairy tales come from? When did that start? I was at the premiere at Comic-Con in 2000 and the English Okay, so the English dub premiere was in 2012. Hiromashimo was at that Comic-Con. So that was cool. That was like when that first was airing. So that convention was awesome. I got to meet a lot of the voice actors who I really looked up to. And so, yeah, they had like Japanese cast, but also like Jeremy Lee and Todd Abercorn, the whole English cast, a bunch of them were there. So that was a great convention. So that one up there. Mm. I wouldn't, I actually wouldn't put Fairy Tale in like my top five, but I well, do. Wait, does make your top five? No. <laughs> really? No, but no. I enjoy it a lot. And I, the music, oh, all the openings are really great. Like it's one I enjoy a lot. And I just, so when it came to, because of my emotes, right? I have the Urza raid emo. I'm sure yeah. that's where you're thinking. I, I don't know. I was just like, I Urza is bae. She's one of my favorite characters in general. Okay. I love, All right. I that, love was, that was literally my next question. I was like, is I she love, in your top five? Yeah, because that's the thing. People meme on me because I'm not sure this is an anime podcast, but Lucy is not one of my favorite characters. And like, she's such a huge part of fairy tale. And, and like, as you watch it, like she becomes very cool and great. But it's one of those things where it takes very long for me to learn to love her and so urza is like i love her give me all the urza scenes um, i never got there with lucy you know my fairy tale watch ended up probably a bit shorter than you would have liked it to uh yeah yeah i got there with urza pretty fast because yeah urza is great urza's bay 
She's great. So yeah, I I love I like Fairy Tale a lot. I love it a lot, but it's definitely you know my best friend. It's her favorite anime of all time. But for me, I'm like I like it a lot. It's a t- it's like a good shonen if you're looking for a typical shonen experience. But I, I think a lot of my favorite anime it has to do more for I guess my. My criteria for things being my favorite is not just my personal love and enjoyment, but can I share this with someone else and then someone else get enjoyment out of that? Because that Mm. in itself brings me joy because I like anime to connect with others about it and not just for myself. Like making it a social experience and maybe that's just part of who I am as a person is I love fandom and connecting with people over this stuff. So if it's something that only I can connect to, it's cool, but I like being able to share that with other people. So is Spirited Away the one you would recommend to anybody? If you were to share one with oh, anybody, yeah. that's that's yep. the one you'd pick? Okay. Yep. Howl's Moving Castle is a close second. Close second. Do you but, just want me to watch Wolf Children, or is that also another one no, you that's, recommend to people? No, that's, that's a top. Where's my Wolf Children DVD? I thought we could have a great... <laughs> li- listen, when I am given giving recommendations, it's because I think... Uh, Here's Wolf Children by, I think, the next up and comer director who's right after Miyazaki is Hosoda. So he's directed Wolf Children, Summer Wars, Boy and the Beast. There's a whole slew of films. The the new Bell movie that was in theaters. I don't know if you saw trailers for that. Uh, there's like a Beauty and the Beast retelling by this director who's mm. very well known. But this is my favorite of his films. This is from 2012. And I think this is a really good movie to discuss. It's so good. My, I'm seeing uh, half my chat saying yes is great, <laughs> and someone saying no, but yes. My um, my brothers are very like they're probably on par with you two with anime, where it's like they love it and whatnot. And so I see my brothers in chat, and he said Wolf Children's one of them. That's that's a good one. So yeah. you know that about your brothers? Yeah, yeah, they love anime. Oh, why don't we ever talk? Huh? I, I don't. They're going. They're in bed. Although just Amber Amber's yelling at me for not yeah. coming over for cookouts. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know your brothers were into anime. Yeah. I. I mean, you have a better chance of getting me to move to your state than Ryan does Las Vegas. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Apparently, you've been living here how long now? And you didn't tell us. <laughs> yeah, forever. <laughs> I don't know if you saw in our. Oh, I forget. You're a member of literally a million Discord stuff. Uh, but Sean had a picture of somebody whose license plate was anime OG, uh, and he sent it to the group. And I was like, Sean, how dare you dox my license plate number? <laughs> that's so good. Yes. Oh. See, that's the best part about going to like New York Comic Con is people's license plates. I saw Pokemon. I've seen DVZ. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man. What's what's the, what, what's the opposite of gatekeeping? Because that's I would say that's what you are, Steph, is if, with anime, where you just you want to welcome people and you want yeah. you want you want them to enjoy a it. Cult leader. <laughs> oh man, there's got to oh be a better God. way. There's got to be a better <laughs> way. Yeah, I think that's. Mm-mm. I'm oh. just kidding. Uh, oh my. It literally, the opposite of gatekeeping would just be whoever is ushering you into the door. So like a hotel doorman. <laughs> Okay. Like, okay. You're, you're 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 the hotel you're, you're the Walmart greeter, like the the okay. people who let you in and invite you and help you get to where you're going. I'm the free samples person. I like there that. You go. Uh, you're, okay. you're the you're you're the you're the free samples the free sa- Costco free sampler of anime. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the hotel doorman just doesn't really Yeah. <laughs> I think your answer to that question was it also highlights why Sean and I get along so well and why I like love Sean so much is because Sean is also very much that way. Like when you were taking that, I was like, this is a very Sean answer for Steph to give. Uh, like he takes into account other people's enjoyment of things when he's trying to talk to them about it. He does it with me in conversation 
all the time. And I don't know if he's like, I don't know if he meta processes if that's what he's what he's doing or if he just or if that's just like part of your personality. Uh, so I don't know if this is like a shock to you or whatnot. But that's mm-hmm. something I've also noticed about you when we have our conversations about things, which is really interesting. <laughs> so much, Micah, you're just your pickles so far, buddy. It's I I I see pickles. I saw I saw somebody smoke a uh, they smoked a McDonald's cheeseburger today and they made sure to do one with the pickles on it. And they did one without the pickles so they could contrast the flavor profiles. And I immediately thought Micah would be into this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I you're never quite going to know what to expect out of me. I'm always a curveball. It's like when someone wants to recommend anime. I'm such a big believer that there is an anime out there for everyone to try. And it's so important to recommend, I think, the right show because all it takes is a bad first impression and people are like, isn't anime all just porn? Which by the way, I would like to tell a story. I oh, Surprise, surprise. I was the president of my high school anime club. No one would have thought this. What? I don't think. What? <laughs> I'm shocked. Wow. Oh my gosh. And, and, oh my gosh. And, you know, I put on a family friendly movie which I'm going to remain unnamed because I don't like people knowing my age, so I don't want to dox it. However, I put on a family-friendly movie, and the librarian is like, is this like a softcore porn? And I was like, no, is it just because it's some cartoon? Like, well, I don't understand. She's like, is this anime stuff? And she re- she straight up asked me, and I said, no, there's nothing inappropriate in this film. I just want people to watch and appreciate this. I Anime's come a long way. It's cool to like anime now, and, you know, people are all about it, but people were not about it. And I definitely got bullied a little bit for going up to people being like, wait, do you like anime? Do you like this? And People would call me a freak for it, but you know what? I'm really happy that these days that kids can talk about it and nerd out about it, and like it's just more accept- accepted, which is great. I, I think that is. You were talking about this, but like, I still remember kids at high school getting made fun of for like Naruto running. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I like vividly remember kids getting made fun of for that. Like, I can think of like being at my locker in a specific hallway in my high school. Like, I'm there right now remembering kids getting made fun of for it. But like now, uh, I haven't seen Naruto and I get yelled at for it. Whereas like before, if, like in high school, if I'd said I'd seen Naruto, they'd be like, okay, nerd. And it's like, what a yeah. what a twist, you know? Right. Now, granted, there are some anime that you don't want someone to walk in on you watching because like and this is food where it gets wars. into more of like yeah food wars kakigurui is a big one i've had people walk in and i'm like i can't explain it's a very good show okay it's very good um food wars is a great show if you take out the like lewd aspect of it it's what makes yeah. me so frustrated about food wars the story of food wars is incredible but then as you're in the story it's just boobs and you're just like oh come on just like develop it a little bit more please we can go to that later i promise were you going to say something, Michael? I was, and I forgot what it was. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no. It, it was, it's fine. Um, this is, is going to be the worst podcast for that. Because, Michael, you've never seen anime Jared before. It is I a, have not. Uh, That's the pet? It is a, it's a beast, man. If we if we ever do Demon Slayer, honestly, I think Sean just could be like, Michael, just let Jared talk, honestly, dude. We'll, I'm gonna let we'll you, see, you'll, we'll, you'll do the we'll intro. We'll see him in two I hours. I won't do the then, intro. Yeah, yeah, I, like I do the intro for that one. It's, yeah. it's, it's. I think it's beautiful, but for other, it might not be pretty for others. I love that anime so. Much. I mean, as long as you enjoy it, that's what matters, you know. 
So I remember, I did remember my what I was gonna ask actually. So I Do think it. It, it was going back to um, your librarian thinking that you were trying to watch softcore porn. Yeah, I think so. I think for me, where where um, the ambiguity comes from, and, and again, sort of being a newcomer to anime. Yeah. I think there there was a lot of words that transitioned into an the American uh cons not consumerist vernacular? into the American yeah into the vernacular at the same time that so from my own experience like I don't think I really had a full grasp on what the difference was between anime hentai yeah manga just like what all these single word things were for very different things so in my head they were all just kind of the same thing and i mm. never thought twice about it i i didn't judge it but i also didn't like go into it it was just like oh i don't know that's like there's some people in my grade who like this other show or, or who do this other thing and so i, I just never thought about it and so i think that's where I, I think i did i wasn't even pronouncing anime correctly until college or, or till late high school i thought i think i thought it was anime the whole time <laughs> yeah. and, and so i just it's not something i was ever taught and because it wasn't you know a part of the mass culture for in at least in my high school it, it, i just didn't know anything and i wasn't having people go like oh you know this is what you should be watching this is what you should be getting into this is a soft entrance here's the deep cuts here's the here's what you watch if you want something dark and funny or you know whatever and so that i think that's kind of what i really needed i have to find the TikToks that exist that like talk about recommending anime to people because there are ones that ease you into some of the more culture shock things and some of the more very niche stereotypes that you see in anime and there's some people that'll be like yeah definitely watch like kill a kill is an example where a lot of people be like kill a kill is amazing go watch kill a kill i would never ever recommend that as a first anime for someone ever i just think it's cool but i would just never i would never do that and i think that you know the other thing is is keeping in mind what genres people like because it's not just like a one genre fits all like there, there's there's romance there's action there's deep psychological you know murder mysteries like there's all sorts of stuff so it's sports like, animes. Kind of, yeah sports anime is its own thing That's, so it's, um... i think some people will just be like watch this popular one but if somebody's not gonna watch like a western show that's like that why would you make them watch a cartoon version of it right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's two that i can think of that i always hear the name of and i know nothing about other than some people on the internet love it and that, that's and i'm they might for all i know they might not even be animes but um one piece uh -huh. is that's that is that one okay that's yep. really popular i think and uh my hero academia yep. is that another one oh, yeah i think those are the, the only two that i really continuously hear about on reddit or on wherever i am on the internet that uh <laughs> that's about it, all i know of I, I, one from 2002 it's been still going <laughs> it, yeah still doesn't it have episodes. like 900 episodes or something yes it's got so yeah. many that's why i haven't watched um, it <laughs> it's just but, I, I like to start from the beginning and that's just that's a commitment yeah so steph what would you recommend or jared i guess uh for something that if i were to look for something that's like i like really dark and as in like whether it's 
comedy or drama, just like really dark and uh, I, I'm selling me, my okay. I need a more really in depth terribly. analysis here. So aside from dark, can you tell me like some of your favorite shows and what you liked about your favorite show? Just in general, yes, have you, or have like you seen yeah. Swiss Army Man. What <laughs> have you seen Swiss Army Man? <laughs> With, it's got Daniel Radcliffe. Okay. And it's got Daniel Paul Radcliffe Dano. and Paul Dano. It was our first movie we ever reviewed. Uh, I have not seen this movie. Was it the first one? If it's okay. not anime, I don't know anything. Okay, yeah, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I was gonna say if you can find an anime in your mind that reminded you of Swiss Army Man, that would be. See, right my problem okay. is I have the lacking knowledge of the movie, but yeah. I'm hoping through yeah. your explanation I'll be able to get it. So, Swiss Army Man is a movie about. A guy who's stranded on an island. It's it's really depressing, but it's also really happy, but also really goofy and weird and powerful, but out of the ordinary. It's about a guy who finds himself on an island stranded mm-hmm. until a corpse watch washes up on shore and he thinks it's alive. And so he, ru- he rushes over and he's like, oh, I, I, I'm saved or like there's somebody here. And then he finds out he's dead. And he's like, OK, I'm alone again. But then the corpse starts having large amounts of flatulence and uh he uses the corpse to jet ski off of the island because of the sheer amount of flatulence coming out of this corpse uh and that's just the intro that's just the first (laughs) five minutes so the whole movie is about him and this corpse who begins to talk because he puts a the side is going to get really crude. Okay. <laughs> he puts a cork in the corpse's butt to stop all the gas from coming out and it starts coming out his mouth in the form of words. Um mm-hmm. and so and then the movie is about the journey of this guy and his new friend. <laughs> it's the journey of this guy and his new friend who just happens to be a corpse. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give you the cop-out answer. You should watch my favorite anime of all time, Fullmetal Alchemist and Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, because in a way there's a corpse related. I have. I Jared, have, have you watched Fullmetal Alchemist? You have watched. Okay, good. That I need was, to make um, sure. That was my first one that I watched to get myself back into Did you anime. watch just Brotherhood or did you watch I both? Watched both? I watched <gasps> both. I watched, I watched Fullmetal Alchemist first and then good. I watched... That's um, the best way to watch them! Uh, yeah. Wow. That was also... I watched that... And then I watched Sword Art, and then I watched I watched this like literally all in the span of like two weeks. It was like Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Sword Art Online, and maybe I started My Hero then, but I feel like My Hero came later. But yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him. My chat's giving some interesting recommendations, but see, there's a that, that anime Konosuba. I think is too deep. You gotta watch a few other anime before you watch Konosuba. Like it is like dark and humorous, but I'm not as a first anime in my opinion. I think I think Full Metal is a good. I, Full Metal is starter. my favorite because it's I think a, one of the best gateway anime that you can bring someone in it for. Also, oh. It also gets pretty dark at some. Yeah. Point. Oh yeah. I. I'd probably say for you, I don't think this is too deep. Although I think after today's news, I think people have some mixed opinions, but I think Attack on Titan would be a good start for you. I don't think it's too deep. I think it gets to the points that you would like pretty quickly. Um, Also, I think you being somebody who loves film 
I think like you quote unquote the cinematography in yeah. Attack on Titan is something else that would really really draw you in. Mm-hmm. So that would be my recommendation. Uh, there is no flatulence men. Um, I, so the funny thing is, I don't like fart jokes. Like that's not why I like that movie. I I'm a fan of things that are incredibly depressing, incredibly relatably depressing, uh, really funny in a dark way. It's like yeah. jokes about death and dying and and mm. all that type of stuff. Uh, I like. Uh, the feeling of <laughs> hopelessness. Yeah, no, no, no. There's a lot of anime that fits this category. This is yeah. true. Oh, yeah. This is true. Yeah. There's just some, though, that I think at, like, you know, again, it's navigating some of the, like, for, like, Evangelion is such a classic, but also is very intense. Like, I don't know if that should be if someone's first anime. Ava. I haven't even dove into that one because I don't think I'm ready to, like, get invested in it also that's another one that has like a really really intense i feel like online community oh yeah well because i mean it's it's very yeah i feel like it was it was part of the cultural revolution like you have dragon ball z Mm -hmm. you've got your big shonen but i think ava is also up there like with the class like cowboy bebop is another one that i would say oh yeah oh yeah and i think ava is yeah i'd say naruto is probably part of that revolution yeah i agree Yeah, the big three, right? One Piece, Naruto, and Bleach mm-hmm. were like the big three. Do you think Avatar helped in any way? I feel like Avatar maybe would have been a gateway for some people. Mm, Avatar's a really tricky one for me. Yeah. I mean, would, would that be considered an anime? I feel like I've, I would I've not, seen, you're not. I considered. wouldn't. You would not? Okay. No. But I No, I wouldn't either. I I don't think it is ridiculous to say that Avatar could have been a gateway into people looking for more animated content, mm-hmm. which then led them to anime. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's too much of a stretch. I think it feels anime inspired, even though it's not necessarily inspired. It has like a similar, like it's adjacent, anime adjacent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. Should, you should coin that. That's 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 a good way to put it. That's gonna be my new podcast, Anime Adjacent. Anime <laughs> yeah. It's not a terrible name for a podcast. And if no. you need any guest speakers or <laughs> anything like that, I do know somebody who might be interested. Micah, I didn't know that. <laughs> Actually, that would be a really fun thing to do with Micah is have Michael watch through anime for the first time and then we talk about it. Uh, for mean, me it'd be I fun mean, sean i don't know if you're into that at all uh, mike if you want to do that i'm game yeah no i've i've jotted down a bunch of things to put on my so i've i wrote down full metal alchemist i wrote down attack on titan and you, are you down, into science are you into sci-fi yeah i i wouldn't say it's like uh so for instance during all this like star wars revival stuff i haven't been super crazy jazz like some people have been but i'm if it's a good story i mean i'm there for it jared have you watched steins gate no, That's, remember it's the it's I'm, next on my list. That, please, now, please. Now that I have a uh, Crunchyroll, and yes. they did the they did the merger and whatever, I have access to so many more anime. So that's all my list. Steins Gate and Code uh, Code Guys. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're on there. Yes. Please I, th- I watch thought you were going to recommend uh, Doctor Stone there for a second. Look at these. 
These are all, see, I feel very biased because all my favorite anime are also uh, the ones that I like, yeah, I would recommend to people because that's part of the reason why they're my favorites. But I'm, they're like, oh, Steph, you're always recommending your favorites, but because they're good gateways. I, yeah. I mean, I, I recommend Demon Slayer all the time, so it's fine. I'm annoying about <laughs> recommending Demon Slayer. I feel like I've seen Demon Slayer through you almost. I yeah, you started reading the manga an hour ago. No, I started reading Attack on Titan. I watched the oh, first. Oh, that's right. You did the okay. I watched the first. <sighs> I might have watched the first season of Attack on Titan, and it's. I haven't finished. Or I, haven't... I don't think Attack on Titan hits with everyone. I really like Attack on Titan, but mm -hmm. I see where it misses for a lot of oh, people. Yeah. Yeah. I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Oh my! Uh, my, my I, what's the appeal and what's the miss? Like, what's the? I think okay. it's really intense. So that's... there's a lot of. First of all, it's extremely gory. Yeah. So you have to be okay with that before anything else. Totally. And if you're not okay with that, sign me um, up. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. I mean, the animation's beautiful. Uh, okay, it's the pacing. I think that gets a lot of people. Uh, mm. The pacing and the historical background elements to it. Mm. I would say. So I only for some people, started learning about that. So for because are you caught up? No, I have I have not done any of the final season because I was under the impression we are going to get two parts of it. And so I said when the final part of part two was released, I was just going to watch it all in one go. The final episode of part two came out today. <laughs> but then they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah guess what? Part three of the part finals three. is today. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, I great. I, it was either going to be a movie or part three because they were not finishing it. But OK, so the thing is, is the, there's a lot of historical politics, I guess, is yeah. the way to put it. Yeah, and if you it. eat that up, you'll love it. Otherwise, you're like, there are a bunch of people sitting in a room for this episode. This is boring. Like, it depends <laughs> on, like, are you invested in the world building that they've done up to this point? Mm -hmm. okay. So, I personally think it does a better job of making up for the sitting in the room than, say, Dragon Ball does for the powering up. Because, um, like, there are some scenes in Attack on Titan where I don't think I was able to pick my jaw up off the ground. Um, mm -hmm. And it gets depressing. Minute five. <laughs> so like oh, that's, that, that's, that's true. why I think it would be good for you, because I, I mean, I can't remember the last time a show made me that sad. Have you watched Promised Neverland? I think I started. What did I start? I always get these mixed up. Promise. Which one's Promised Neverland? The one really with the three kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and they have numbers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I started it. I have not finished it yet. Uh, oh, that is one that definitely. You gotta that's go blind. one where I remember I watched it where I was like, "Wait, this is happening now!" Yes, exactly. <laughs> that one scene where they where they reveal the curtain, Iron's like, "Wait, what? That's what the show's about?" No indication whatsoever what it's about. By the way, like you're not gonna be able to guess it. It just happens. Yeah, I don't tell anyone anything about that show. I'm just like, just watch it. It's good. <laughs> it's an experience. Uh, this is one of my favorite ways. So to I've stuff. so I've derailed us onto other anime, but I would love to bring us back. Was there any other last minute things we did want to chat? Spirited away wise. <laughs> no, I think this is good because I think um, I mean we've never. This is the first anime episode of this podcast, and I'm I hope the we first do, of many. The, the first of many. Yes, I agree, and I think it's kind of a good gateway into you know, just exploring this for people like me and Micah. Where I think it's something I've been interested in wanting to watch. I think it's one of those things where it's daunting. Because there's so much, there's so much stuff that I don't really know where to start, and so it's kind I of a. I can show you yeah. the world. Yes, <laughs> and so it's one where, uh, well, I guess like the Ghibli films and things are, you know, those are easy. It's it, it's easier to just like up and on one movie where like 
you know, you've got, um, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at Crunchyroll right now where like My Hero Academia has got uh, 257 videos. And it's just like, oh my God. Like, Wait, is it that many? Uh, that's what this is what Crunchyroll is telling me. I don't know. Oh, wow. There's two of them here. The one says 116, one says 257. This is this is going into my confusion though. Like where do I where do I go with this stuff kind of thing? But no, I think this is an important thing to talk about because it does show like what you said. There's anime for everybody. Like I like the sport. I remember my brother Will talking to me about. Um, you guys mentioned sports anime, and he was talking about one. IQ probably. One? It was yeah, a, it was a basketball usually... one. Oh, oh Kirko. I, I, oh, I, I, I have no clue. I don't know what it's called, but he was talking to me about like. I love how Stefan is like, oh, is it this one? Oh, yeah. exactly. This one. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it, it's just like, it is not something I would think would be an anime. And I'm sure that's the case for all sorts of stories, all sorts of different shows where there probably is literally something for everybody. So it is, yes. it is just kind of finding that right one that clicks with you and you're like, wow, this is awesome. And there's thousands more to kind of explore. So. No, I'm completely fine with this. Uh, I wouldn't even call it derailing. It just kind of fits the conversation yeah. of it all. So, yeah, I'd I was love yeah. Do more animated movies, whether it's anime or you know mm-hmm. your other type of animation. I love animation. It was actually really interesting with the uh, the Grammys uh, or not Grammys, um, Oscars. Apparently, the way they presented the Oscar for animated, somebody in there mentioned that the category was basically for children because they're animated films and i know a lot of people are really upset because they're like it, they're tired of this idea that only children watch animated films mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so i am always just a big proponent of showing people like the incredibles is legitimately one of my favorite movies ever made so when anybody asks me if there's a movie that they like want to watch like if there's like oh i need something to throw on the incredibles is always one of my first suggestions same with phantasm mr fox different kind of animation uh, but still animation nonetheless. So, like, I love that we're diving into this style of animation don't, don't because st- I also love it. Don't stir that pot. Uh, what? Uh, nothing. Michael was I was, I was doing. It's being sassy. I, I was. I was teasing you. Yeah. Now. What were you doing? I wasn't looking at you. Was, I was no, in that's, passion. I, that's. I was thumbs downing Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh yeah, because you and your Wes Anderson thing, whatever nonsense. Um, but yeah, no, I, feel like I we can take that even further. By the way, I mean even with um the Kappa laws, this is more relevant to content creators and YouTube and Twitch. But you know there was the whole thing right now where you have to classify as your content for children, and oh, yeah. it's extremely relevant if you're like a Minecraft content creator Pokemon and you know they'll be like is your content for children and I'm like well no I watch stream like I watch streamers play Pokemon I watch YouTubers play Pokemon but there's like people in that government don't understand that and are making the laws such that it like children are and I don't know what the answer is to this problem by the way but it I I find it sad that there isn't really a voice for the adults who like this kind of content Mm. and that you know well you know what I mean (laughs) yeah no I agree because I mean even within just like animation you have like adult animation like family guy is in no way shape or form for children but like mm-hmm. that's still animation like it's yeah legitimately for adults and then you have that whole just like kind of genre that like seth mcfarlane has decided to go down and none of that is for kids yeah um so yeah i don't know i find it extremely frustrating because i've i mean i grew up watching animation i liked it i continued to watch it i don't plan on stopping watching it anytime soon like if somebody tries to tell me i can't watch futurama it's animated i'm gonna lose it uh because it's incredible television so yeah i don't know what the answer is to it either because 
like there is animation that is made for kids and there's animation that could be made for both there's animation that's definitely not for both i think it's that's one of those things that's just gonna require a bit of time to for the people who grew up with animation where it was more than just a kid thing right because like my parents are very guilty of you know like oh i'm not gonna go watch up because it's an animated film and it's like Mm -hmm. up is one of the most beautiful films uh, and the best opening most beautiful depressing sad opening of any animated film and there's no way that i would be like ah up let's get some kids in front of the first opening scene of up Mm -hmm. but like you know my parents are just sitting there thinking like oh my dad's I can remember watching Superman on one of my three channels in 1950. And, <laughs> and so, you know, so I think that's just one of those things that with time, because it's in the same way I remember when South Park was getting all, and it's like, well, it's so raunchy. And it's like, I, American Pie came out at the same time as South Park. Like, it's just meant for different audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I think it, it's just with time, it'll start growing into uh, a thing where, you know, there. You know, you'll have animated dramas and comedies and coming of ages and thrillers and, you know, and people are just going to differentiate it because that's what it is, not because of the style of art they chose to display it as. Hopefully, mm-hmm. that's what I would hope is. Yeah, it's hopefully. just time. Time. I mean, we're kind of who... there now. It's just. Yeah. Us doing because I mean, like Netflix is a whole bunch of animated shows that fall into those categories you know mm-hmm. like, can yeah. you imagine like a kid watching like human resources or big mouth <laughs> uh, they, they learn a lot real quick if they're watching they big would mouth. that yeah they would learn a lot real quick that is a good point yeah. i guess it gets complicated with youtube because the big thing is right like if it's designated for kids you can't comment on it so like your interactivity goes down mm-hmm. you don't get monetized on mm-hmm. certain types of the, mm-hmm. those kinds of content and it's like that's, I, that's how i made my community right? y- yeah like you, that can also get, seems... like, you can get dinged for saying this is for kids, but then doing something that they deem not for kids. Like, you can get yeah. kind of in trouble that way, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. Uh, that seems to me, and I could be wrong as I'm not as into the streaming world as you guys are, but um, that seems more like an issue of, of Google having very poor... Um, all-encompassing algorithmic type of responses to things like they're placing rules and regulations as a way to try to stop this from happening or this from happening and they're just kind of coming in and slapping a algorithm on top and saying like all right everything needs to abide by this and then it deletes the ability for all these sort of fringe groups to to fit in anywhere because they encompass more than one Mm -hmm. um area but maybe that's not it i don't know Good question to think about. Mm-hmm. It is. Get a Google dev on here. Yeah. yeah this. Uh, yeah, Google, if you're listening, uh, let's have you on the podcast. <laughs> They're always listening. That's the problem, I think. <laughs> yeah. Kind of the, yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> sad, depressing. I love it. This was also not on my, uh, our first anime episode, bingo discussion card thing of where we were going to go with this. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, the, the, ch- uh, the child prostitution and uh the google youtube algorithm (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but hey i you know that's what works um all right i've got my list of stuff i'm gonna watch so i appreciate all those recommendations and report back yeah Yeah. i will i will literally talk to anybody about anime at any point so if you've 
if you ever dive in there and you're curious about stuff or you want to just get your like thoughts and stuff out, you can DM me, no problem. I mean, he he can talk Message about me it anytime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to give these a whirl and It'll, I'll, uh, you can I'll talk, report back. Yeah, you can talk about it on episode two of the uh, of our anime section that we that we do. <laughs> you know, because I, I feel like we have to do another Ghibli film at some point. So I agree. yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I feel like we were all in unison of where we felt oh Steph you gotta come up with a rating system we gotta rate the movie oh, oh yeah right. so yeah. so we Ooh, okay so, so the thing about our podcast is on the first episode we all picked a different way to rate <laughs> what we watched mm-hmm. okay it's very chaotic and some would say not coherent to a, a good <laughs> format okay uh, but that. some some would say that He's, he's, he put out some feelers. Uh, so, uh, Jared rates pass or fail. Correct. I, I rate uh, zero to seven. And Sean rates uh, four Rudy paws and potentially a boop on the nose if that's, it's really that's good. That's when I really like it, yes. That's when he really likes it. So that's his that's his rating system, mine and Jared's. So and then another, would you another frame of reference? I'll give her one more so she can gauge oh, how she wants. Is Ryan? <laughs> Ryan did colors, which is absolutely confusing. I don't even think he understands. But all I know is olive drab. I think he said. Is yeah, I have he, it right here. Do you have okay, me to read yeah, it? Yeah. Read, yeah, right please, because Ryan's scale is on a scale from olive drab to royal purple. Olive Drab being worst, Royal Purple being the best. For reference, he gave the movie Hot Fuzz a yellow, uh-huh. which was uh, it, it, on a traditional one to ten scale. That was a below a five. Mm. Uh, and then he gave we watched a movie Good Time a couple weeks ago, and he gave that Fuchsia, which is a net positive on a one to ten scale. That's above a five. That's all we know. Uh, but he described the way the uh, the color made him feel, and that's the, his rating system was a color. So, so basically, do whatever. I've got my system. You have your system. Yes. Perfect. I've got okay. it. Okay. Perfect. Thank, and with help of my Twitch chat too, because we were we we're brainstorming as this was all happening. Perfect. And there's one that speaks to me here. Okay. We're gonna go from Pokeball tier to Master Ball tier. Oh, Ooh, that's a good gonna one. This is going to be the rating. I like that's that. Good. That's, that's good. good. Yeah. That is a good one. That's perfect. Then this will be so much nuance you could do there too. Like there's the netball. The, yeah. Oh, there's oh. there's so many. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Like okay. That one we can all follow. Yeah. Ryan's, yeah. Ryan's that is, makes sense, Ryan, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> a idiot. Universal and, point of reference. And listen, just as some people might use their Master Balls on legendary Pokemon, and some might use Master Balls on their favorite Pokemon, right. there is going to always be a different underlying reasoning, I think, why you use the Master Ball. And so, with Spirited Away, this is always in the top two or three anime movies I think that someone should watch if they're not going to watch a series and they're going to pick an anime. Like, to me, this is a classic. This is the one to watch to get a sense of anime, to get a sense of what a movie can be like when it's not so action-packed, yet it's so, like, provocative and, like, it brings a lot out of here. So it's a master ball tier for me. I think this is a movie you got to watch before you die. (laughs) Whoa. Perfect. I love it. I think culturally what it does, like, and for the anime industry, it's like you can't ignore the film for its artistry. Mm. That I mean, is, that's a 
like the history that like the history behind it you know the fact that it's just good on its own but all of that combined like has heavy weight yeah without the history it would go maybe down a little bit but the history like it has to bring it up like you have to watch it (laughs) i think you just gave us a another theme for another week film films you have to watch before you die mm. <laughs> that's Man. a really good that's a really good week theme it is there's a there's a, there's a podcast about that there's also a book on like the thousand and one films to watch before you die or whatever so the yeah. the actor who plays um oh gosh on ted lasso uh beard the oi beard Oh no! Oh, um, uh, Brett Roy Goldstein. Keen. Brett Goldstein. Brett Goldstein. Yeah, Brett Goldstein has a podcast called. Uh, oh God, why am I forgetting everything right now? I love that um, podcast. He has a, he has a it. podcast uh, where he asks people move, movies to die by, films to be buried oh. with, with Brett Goldstein. That's a great name. Mm. Nice. It fits that character too. If it's a, it, it, mm. that's it's roughly that same concept as what you were mm. just saying. Interesting. Um, Steph, really quick. So, yeah. Does that does that mean on your on your scale would Pokeball be the lowest, or is there a different ball that you consider to be a worse ball than Pokeball? No, I think we're gonna keep Pokeball. I'm not gonna be mean and make one that's like aesthetically uglier under Pokeball because <laughs> technically, according to its stats as a Pokeball, it would be better than a Pokeball. So, yes. Pokeball is the bottom and premier balls okay. are cool. I do like premier ball. So premier ball might be a little bit above. I would give premier ball as a rating to one that I think is like trash story, but is gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> like okay. that's maybe what we would give premier ball. And you got great ball, ultra ball, quick ball is a uh, quick balls are great. 30% catch rate, you know, great first impressions. Like if something leaves yeah. a great first impression, you got to go with quick ball. Dust yeah, balls yeah, yeah. are amazing. Uh, amazing balls so like they have a really high catch rate as well i think 30 to 40 percent in a nighttime or okay maybe a really good before bedtime kind of yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's uh repeat balls for ones that are better on the second go around like yeah you absolutely crushed ryan on this <laughs> like just put him in the dirt your system is better than anyone's like, yeah your uh, system is by far the best one that's, yeah, that's it actually has meaning and purpose behind it there's a lot yeah. of nuance to it too it's not just like a number yeah. like, there you go yeah, yeah. yeah. man this will be exciting too because then when uh when you come back out which i hope you would come back on whenever we do another anime film but now you have your, you have your system in there so it'll be good to look back on and see all your uh your Pokeball reviews and whatnot. So Honestly, I would love to have you come back on to watch yeah. a non-anime movie because yeah. I I want to know I want to know how your brain works when you're not watching anime. It's embarrassing. I do always tell people like my anime knowledge is insane, and people be like, "Steph, have you seen this movie? No. Have you seen this classic film? No. Have you seen? Do you know who this <laughs> actor is? No. Who's this? Um. So yeah, that would be fun. Anytime." <laughs> Awesome. Like, do you want to do your rating? I already, I gave mine away already. Did, yeah. Pass. yeah, his yeah. pass. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll Wait, do you mine. Wait, you rate this so... a pass? Like, pa- not pass, like pass the movie. No, like, no. You know, like, pass, no, 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 no. Okay. My rating, my rating scale is pass, like pass or, fail. or fail. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to make mine really, really simple because it seemed like everybody was having, like, a, like they were really in thought about whether or not, like, how to do it. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to do a pass fail because then it's okay, not going to okay. be that hard for me. Turns out, Actually, it's very, very hard. 
uh, limits me significantly. Uh, but I, that's what I said. I'm sticking to it. I wish I had talked to you sooner because I could have done something like yours. Uh, but no, I'm, 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 in, I'm pass fail. This one was a probably a pass from like minute ten. This one was easy. Uh, so see, there's, uh, yeah. there's a differentiator for you, Jared. Yours could be I was pass from the start, or I was pass one at the midpoint, or it took me three hours of talking with somebody about about the movie before I became a pass. That could be an interesting spin on whether it was pass or fail mm. for you. We'll have to see. I have I think I have yet to have a conversation where it like completely a conversation you. decisively put me in the other category. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I I feel like whenever I'm in the middle, I usually see, lean more towards the way, you know? So I I'm finding that and any movie where I initially started with a lower rating, once I'm talking to someone who has a lot of thoughts about it that I didn't start with and, and that I can sort of pivot and bounce off of, I so like with Good Time, I, that was a, a bit lower. And then Ryan diving into some of the aspects of it brought that up for me. It still, I think, wasn't a pass for me on that regard, but it, his his um opinions and, and the conversation we had elevated my opinions on the movie. Mm. So. Uh, with with that being said, I I think I'm gonna give, um, Spirited Away. I'm gonna go four point five out of seven. I liked it. I thought it was very charming. I thought it was a good, um, introductory movie to sort of dip my toes into and to find which genres and styles are gonna be more at my alley. Um, but I can see the sort of i could see the angle that i could take to sort of really find where the niche is for my specific tastes um and so I, that's why it's i would it's overall positive and uh but i think there's ones that are better suited for my style and would be more likely to be a seven out of seven in the anime realm so i gotta i gotta save some room so i don't give the first one i watch a seven out of seven you know what i mean mm -hmm. i gotta find the one that hits me mm -hmm. so that that's my score for now sean you i'm gonna do and i'm sorry to do this to your pause Rudy, but I'm, well i guess i don't know how this doesn't make sense. four and a half <laughs> out of out of four four he's got he grew an extra half a leg i don't he's asleep anyway it's fine wait are no you, you, it would wouldn't it technically be four paws and like half a boop? Half a boop? I guess, yeah, that would make more sense. See, this is where my system you, gets weird. You accidentally booped him with your elbow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, like, like started a, like the a, boop. Like a graze. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, uh, sh that. Yes, we'll do That's mine. Is four and a, one half of a boop. I would never half boop Rudy. I would fully boop that dog every time, though. So that's what about so like when you wake up in the morning and you're just like, oh, Rudy, I love you. Yeah, I love Look you, Rudy. No, it'd be a Look full boop. Never, it's never a half boop. But for the sake of the rating, I will say it's a half boop. It's fine. Four and a half, four and a what? A, four and a four paws and half a four boop. Four paws, half, half a boop. boop. I know it's confusing. I'd have, I'd have, I gave Sean his system, which is why I'm so passionate about it. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> I mean, man, yours cracks me up though because you really do struggle with. The pa I, I, as I, simple as it is, you I, shouldn't yeah. struggle. I yeah. thought it was going to be easier. Yeah. yeah, and you've struggled more, I think, than anyone. So it's been fun. I just I can't believe that we got that Steph came in here and just blew all three of our rankings out of that the was, water on our own podcast. That, like, yeah, yeah, we've been doing this for weeks now, and just immediately, this is, this is week what eleven. This is week eleven, and we're already just. Blown I'm out. honored. 
You, yeah, and it's so, my excuse to come back so that you can have the the exclusive rating system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were put on the spot with it too. That was pretty quick. So props, yeah. props to you yeah. and your chat because that props was props to you and props to your chat. chat. Yeah, which chat helped. Yeah, man, that was that Twitch was. Chat watches me play a lot of VGC, and that's how you rank in Pokemon competitive Pokemon. Mm. Is you go Pokeball tier, Great Ball tier, Ultra mm. Ball tier, Master okay. Ball tier. Okay, man. yeah, fitting on I so many that. levels. I love that. And then we started adding in the extra Pokeballs. Yeah. Oh, man. God, you get that. It's hard for me to not invite you back every week. <laughs> we, we, need the, we need that extra Pokeball rating because I just, oh, I don't know. Yeah. You can have a segment. It's like call up Steph. So you're in the middle of recording and be like, all right, Steph, with very little context, with this <laughs> film, what would you give? Here's the IMDb synopsis. What are you going to give? Here's a brief outline of what happens in this movie. Go. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a netball. <laughs> I probably repeat. It caught me by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got nothing else. Yeah, yeah, I've got uh, nothing else too. I would say, Steph, thank you so much for taking this time to chat with us and to to share your love of anime with us because mm-hmm. it's definitely made me more interested in checking out, especially some of these shows, but just more of that studio stuff too. And and I'm I'm eager to to dip my toe in a bit more. Oh, thank you for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. And gosh, I feel like we could just talk and talk for hours and hours and hours. So seriously, thank you all so much. And thank you to everyone who's listening, whether that be through the live stream or on one of the amazing platforms where this will be available afterwards. We love you. We appreciate you. Make sure you're following all of the lovely humans who you can hear on this podcast. There's many great humans here. So make sure you're following everyone. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Steph. Uh, everyone that's watching here, yeah. Yeah, appreciate you all. I'll find someone for us to raid, Steph. I don't know what your plans are. You still are you gonna keep streaming? What are you doing? Uh, no, I need to go to sleep because oh, okay. my coworkers are in the UK, and if he wakes up and sees that I'm live, it's really awkward because he's oh, like, yeah. Steph, um, <laughs> oh, no. you know, I'm clocking in for the day. You should get eight hours sleep. So I would love oh. to double raid someone. Okay. Is there someone you have was, in mind? I see General Andrews is on. So, um, oh, yeah. our podcast extraordinaire. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's where I was probably going to send people. So, um, but yeah, thank you so much for doing this stuff. Really means a lot. Uh, hopefully, this is so fun. Yeah. Um, whenever and if you if there's a film that you have any interest in uh, wanting to try, I, I we're open to pretty much anything. So, but I think, I mean, I yeah, know. Just send whenever, me a message. Yeah. If we do another anime. We'll be reaching out to you, and I hope that you'll, yes. you'll join back. So. Yes, please. Actually, have you have you all seen your name? Because I feel like this is like a huge, like a more recent modern, but Mm-mm. this one took the world by storm. I, I think this is one of the best. I do. Well. I remember that coming out, but no, I've not seen that. So that which which, which one is that called? Your, your name? name, or it's also called Kimi no Nawa. All right. I, I just think I think from the sheer fact that it is it blew up and also did extremely well in theaters mm-hmm. and weathering with you is also really good they're so oh my god they're both so different uh, it depends on what kind of mood you want to have the conversation go they're both tonally very different but they're beautiful movies hey friends thanks for watching and listening to this week's episode well, i want to give another huge shout out to steph for coming on and tackling and discussing anime with us, our first anime. All of the socials for all of us, including Steph, will be down in the information down below. So if you want to follow us and all that good stuff, be sure to do that. And uh, make sure to follow our Discord. You want to help us pick what we're going to be watching next. So, all right, friends. Thanks again. We'll see you soon. Bye.